0: What is going on everybody? It is episode forty eight four eight of Pop Culture Crisis. I am here with my co host. Introduce yourself, please.
1: Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. How you doing today? I'm good. I have my stuffed animal that's weighted. What's his name? I can't say it for YouTube that, reasons. That,
0: that's that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. She she cannot say it, but it has something to do with T's. Yeah, the it's tea. a T. It's a T, yeah. Okay. Um it's very nice. Yeah. Why, why did you bring that today?
1: Um, because we're going to see Moonfall today. and we're going. I'm not
0: letting, you're not bringing a stuffed animal. Into yeah, the I theater. Am. Nope. yeah, I No. Yeah, I How mm-hmm. do you know that's
1: not a purse for Miracle? I mean, she's uh, got some like bold fashion choices.
0: The, that's true. true. I'm, I'm Maybe not.
1: it has a zipper on the back. No, it doesn't. But
0: you're not, I'm sorry. You're not coming with then. Then I guess you're not reviewing it because I'm not going out into public <laughs> with an adult who brings a stuffed animal. By the I'm. way, we have a co-host today. <laughs> introduce yourself please you do not have a stuffed animal with you
2: (laughs) not with me uh hi i'm hannah Claire brimel i'm a writer for timcast.com
0: how are you doing today
2: i'm good thanks for having me back guys
0: no stuffed animals that i can't see
2: no, I don't think I have any. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had like a second wave of young children when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And like any sentimental stuffed animals that were still hanging around my bedroom, they raided and claimed. Which, uh, that's probably uh, for mm-hmm. the best, right?
0: That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So yes, you're not bringing that with... You. Yeah, I am. You yeah. can bring it in the car, but you cannot bring it in the No, theater.
1: I'm bringing it with me because it's a pillow.
0: Then we're going in separately. <laughs> Um, and you're gonna have to Buy your own ticket again I'm not I'm not Yeah you're not bringing that But
1: anymore. I paid $16 I'll right? give
0: you your money back So that you can then Buy another ticket uh, Cause I'm not going With an adult Who brings a, a stuffed animal It's a reclining It's it's one of those Nice theaters too That has like The reclining chair She That's does not need a pillow
1: Yeah I do No you do not Yeah I do I'm high maintenance
2: I've never brought right a now. pillow To a movie theater But I have brought like Extra jackets or sweatshirts because mm-hmm. you get cold. Like I understand you why you can can feel that. comfortable. That's
0: fine. That's fine. So
2: what if I were to tell you? Well, I bring blankets to the theater because I get cold. Would that mm-hmm. be acceptable? Where a pillow is? No,
0: no. Uh, even mm-hmm. even bla- extra, extra jackets fine if you want to be crafty and like mm-hmm. lay the jacket over your legs. Yeah, that's what I do. Uh, That's at least ingenuity. I'm not allowing you to bring outside uh, stuff that make Wait, you look like a 12 year old into the movie theater.
1: What if I cut it open and there's a blanket? No, he said no to blankets. I ah. said no to blankets. There's a big, like,
2: authoritarian culture in this movie reviewing. Yes, <laughs> uh,
0: I
1: just, I don't, I don't a, love it, but, you know. It's not Brett's a here authority. to step on your personal freedom. <laughs> that's true. Then I'm taking your weighted blanket.
0: That, it's in the house. That's in my bedroom where it's supposed to be. I bring know. Bring your stuffed animal back to your bedroom where that's supposed to stay, even though you're an adult and you really shouldn't need. Aren't you stuff.
1: happy that I didn't bring my travel penguin? It's, like, half my body size. Just,
0: <laughs> we're just gonna move right past this I, I, I work, I, This is not a daycare Nor I, is this a jungle gym
1: It's not a daycare, I just hold it Because it's like anxiety
0: That's fine, you can have it in here no. Even here it's weird because you're at work But uh, if you want to bring it with you to the movie no. theater You have to go in separately and buy another ticket
1: Nope, I'm just gonna use it as a pillow When are you guys going to the theater today? 8.45 today, yeah Fun. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna see Moonfall and review it
0: It's... Why are you bringing a pillow in case you fall asleep So that you can then inaccurately review the movie
1: Ah That is true but <laughs> I'm putting it on my lap So only you could
2: bring pillows When you're watching movies on personal time But on company <laughs> time no pillows
0: It's got nothing to do with that it's got to do with the fact that I'm going with her And I'm not going out in the public with an adult Who brings a stuffed animal to the movie Fine I'll just
2: leave it in my Miracle. bag You made a strategic mistake by not like tying a string to that And like oh no it's my purse That's what she oh, should have done but I just For future reference that's, that's, that's the move true.
1: Well, The original plan was to cut these open And make it in two bags And then sell it later We did talk about that
0: Anyways, now that we're through all that um, We're going to talk about Peacemaker Episode Mm -hmm. 6 today We've got Joker 2 Rumors Which seems more concrete than before And speaking of Moonfall We've got this very interesting article Regarding um, the Moonfall And its uh, apparent lack of release coming (laughs) in Canada Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got what I call The Halo uh, slow motion car crash update um, it's going to be a disaster The, the more that comes out about it well, We covered it with Dane the other day uh, The announcement for this movie And it's, it's going to be a, a, what I feel is uh, Unless I'm very, very wrong It's going to be a disaster mm-hmm. Judging by all the news And then Podluck We have uh, You've got a story here About the live action One Piece Yep And then we're also going to talk about G- Gwyneth Paltrow uh, we'll we'll save that one uh, for later. You're gonna love that one. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. And there's an update. In the, were you the one? I think it was Carter that was with us when we did the original Nirvana. Uh, yeah, ca- it was the, Carter. Okay, I don't think it was me. Okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So we're just gonna i've been waiting i haven't said this in years without further ado that doesn't really work here though yeah, it does. with a story though it's not without further usually? ado
2: let's get into it
0: oh perfect i'm
2: coming for your job Brett.
0: there we go you can
2: you just can, replace a.
0: you can have it uh no. then you have to corral miracle and keep her awake and uh <laughs> and motivated
2: maybe maybe if you're ever like out for a week i'll sub for you and, that and no
0: we'll we'll have to figure that out or at least somebody if like if miracle you know um, well, I can Falls asleep because of her. No, I
2: love that. <laughs> I would suffer, Brett. You wouldn't stop. You would stay yourself. <laughs> you I know.
0: S- you stay you because we can't expect you to like. not fall asleep while giving. I uh, see the host can't really fall asleep on air.
1: I can press buttons.
0: Uh, that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll have to find out about that later.
1: I'm the one who searches up things
0: for you. Th- th- then do more of that so that you don't fall asleep.
1: <laughs> I do that. Okay. It was just that one instance.
0: Well, get some sleep, you young lady. You gotta get, you gotta get more sleep.
1: Let me bring my stuffed animal.
0: No, you can't do it when we're going to review a movie that we're going to eventually talk about. That's like a big thing. That there was a, a YouTuber at one point who like admitted that she didn't go see that, like that she left the movie halfway through, but then still gave a review for it. You can't do that. You have to actually. Well, st- yeah.
2: If if you do that, you have to say I left in the middle of this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
2: like, what if you left in the middle of the movie because you hated the movie? But Do you ever, have you ever done that? Have you ever disliked a movie so much that you left I've, in the
0: middle of it? Not in theater. Uh, yeah, no, that's not true. We we went to see um, Dune, and Tim hated it so much that he <laughs> left in the middle of it. And he's like, "We can stay," but he was like, "The we can stay," where but he you didn't have to. Really he to. didn't want to, so we we left and went and got. Uh, where did we go to get the?
1: I wasn't there with you guys.
0: Uh, but we went and got. Uh, Hibachi Ah. uh, afterwards he's like he's just let's skip the movie and go straight to Hibachi Mm -hmm. I later went home and finished Dune on HBO Max but Mm. um, without further ado let's get into (laughs) uh, Peacemaker episode Mm 6 the best one of the last two episodes I
1: like this one
0: a lot and I believe the reason you're going to find out pretty quickly is because James Gunn is back to directing Mm -hmm. Uh, he wrote all eight episodes of the show but he has been um, only director I think he did the first two and then they said he's going to do the last three or four mm-hmm. so he's uh easily it, i don't know if this is always true but uh because writing and directing are two separate skills uh you know it, not all writers are going to be directors not all directors are going to be good at, er, are going to be talented at writing patty jenkins is kind of proof of that because yeah. she she didn't write wonder woman w- but she directed it which was fantastic she wrote and directed wonder woman 1984 which was far from Far from good. Uh, that is no hate to her, but uh, James Gunn is both a talented writer and a talented director. So when he can have as many opportunities as possible to be work, you know, to do the you know work the process from start to finish, I think that shows uh, in the overall product. And the name of this episode is called Myrn. After reading, that's very mm-hmm. clever, very clever. The character's name is Myrn. That there, the, the, mm. there's a character named Myrn who uh, him and uh, before I get into the synopsis, him and Song Detective Song. Both ended up having their best episodes yet, and, yep. it's, and it's literally only because uh, it explain like they're butterflies now. They're they're the bad. Or they're technically the bad guys.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, no. Uh, Myrn is
0: not. Myrn is
1: not. But they're both song in, is.
0: But yeah. But they're infected by the butterflies, which explain, mm-hmm. which uh, adds to their behavior. Yeah. So it's, it says uh, watching a filmmaker fine tune the edges of a storytelling style they've already mastered is truly something to behold. This article is from Den of Geek, and mm-hmm. uh, I was reading this, and I was like, I wish my brain could think in this linear like it's a it's a talent to be able to write this like I can have a lot of thoughts on something Mm -hmm. because to me when I watch these things I, I always use the example it's like uh, you'll, you won't you will remember what someone says. You'll remember how they make you feel. Mm-hmm. Like when I review these things, very rarely do I you know remember what was said all the time. I write down specific scenes or sometimes quotes that hit me, mm-hmm. but it's more about how it makes you feel. And that's the same goes for this type of writing and review. This guy is able to articulate what he liked about it in a way that I don't think I'm capable of doing. I, I wish I was. Mm-hmm. So it says, Case in point, this week's Peacemaker, episode six, Myrn After Reading, is both written, like every other episode of the show, and directed like four others, by James Gunn. Though it has all the makings of a transitional installment into the series' final two episodes, it still somehow feels like the most stylistically and emotionally complete outing for Peacemaker thus far. I would agree with that. Like Mm -hmm. like I said, uh, James Gunn's talent is to take vulgar, childish humor and wrap it in uh, an amount of kind of heart and... Emotional resonance that doesn't seem like it fits within this style of comedy. It, it, it's not comedy. It's it's dra- I guess the term is still technically dramedy. It's drama and comedy together uh, It says Murn after re- reading really does have all the narrative elements that Gunn and his team have nailed over and over again Chief among them those elements is a broken central character lost in his own memories uh, the one of the best scenes is the the scene at the beginning where he, I don't even remember why but he's like speaking at like a, a school Uh, it's like it's like a career day and and he's just answering questions from like kids and having a really hard time not being a dick to these children Mm -hmm. and it's really really funny he gives every single one of the kids like a really like like a a nickname like one's really geeky goes he says a rubik's cube champion 2025 he calls the kid and all the kids have uh, he gives them all like nicknames and Mm -hmm. they all uh, what was the one quote the one guy said to him um it says, do you have a coterie of villains, which he's now been asked three times throughout this show, yeah. if he's got a, like a, like a, a rogues gallery. And he's like, no. Uh, and then one person says, now this is what I mean. Uh, somebody says, do you have an origin story? Now th- this is because they, they're turning the, the superhero genre on their head. And they're actually identifying the fact that they're called superheroes. Whereas if you're watching a Batman movie, they're not going to call him a superhero. Or they're not going to call... Why s- not? It's just... Because I think it, for a lot of people, it's like breaking the fourth wall you're watching something that's a genre Mm. to us but to them in those in the in those shows then it's supposed to be something that's real life and it's very hard to ride that line without it feeling hokey or taking you out of the story structure it works in something like this because he's really rude when he talks Mm -hmm. about other superheroes it's part of his character but they ask him about his origin story and you get a flashback to him um when his brother like he accidentally kills his I'm guessing it's his brother. Yeah, they never fully explain it. And his dad says, "Like you killed him." And you, you see, John's. Now this is where I think John Cena does a fantastic job. He has just this broken, sad look on his face that he has to let sit for a couple of minutes a couple of seconds but it feels drawn out and then pull it back and break that moment with vulgar humor that's clearly a defense mechanism on his part to prevent emotional trauma from rising to the surface Mm -hmm. there's a lot of detail in that that doesn't sound like it's something that would actually come from something where a lot of the humor is like calling people dickheads and and Mm -hmm. being a juvenile in your behavior Mm -hmm. so there's layers to that that's Mm -hmm. really really good um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, and then the other one who says there's another scene where like uh, they're questioning the fact that this character who's literally famous for being like really uh, just uh, he, they used to kill people all the time and not think twice about it, and then Vigilante says now you're on this weird all human life is sacred bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vigilante is clearly still far more. Um, what would the term be um, like uh, he's far less uh, bothered by conscience still yeah. uh, he, he doesn't care really who dies and who lives uh, especially
1: with the part um, the captain like shooting all of those people
0: yeah like peacemaker like what happens is uh, mern had uh, got a uh, a captain of the police department on their payroll that's how they kept him out of jail and had his dad uh framed in the previous episodes and in this one to keep him from getting found out the captain literally shoots three other police officers when they come to to pick up peacemaker Mm -hmm. uh the detective detective song uh last episode proves that peacemaker wasn't the person who committed the murder in episode two Mm -hmm. and then um they go to or they prove that his father had been framed for it. They let the father out of jail. The father is extremely racist. But then when they go to pick up peacemaker because they can prove it, mm-hmm. the captain is now put back into action by Myrne to stop peacemaker from getting caught and that requires him to kill three other cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and um And he
1: mocks them too. Like yeah. one of the cops was a uh, female and she's like please don't and he like mocks her too. Yeah. And shot her in the head and like uh Vincent um basically what's his real name like the captain no no, no. freddy's character what's uh, his real uh, name it's,
0: uh, adrian chase
1: adrian he was like oh i love him so much
0: yeah and like,
1: peacemaker doesn't feel comfortable with it so mm-hmm.
0: he's very different from the character he portrayed in the movies mm-hmm. the the standout for this episode is the the lady who plays detective song um i thought she was
1: annoying in this episode like the first no man, no, no no the in the beginning where like they said that racist joke and like she's flops back. Like, I hate it when she does it, but then when she got infected with the butterfly, I loved it more.
0: Yes. Uh, so basically, this character. Um uh, the the dad is is still the extremely racist mm-hmm. um, stereotypical uh, that character is racist in the comics the, the white yeah. dragon is a racist uh, and, yeah. and his storyline with this with Peacemaker uh, that's comic book accurate so I still think it's cheesy that they're doing this storyline but it's 2022 and you have to have you if, if you if you if your only knowledge of America comes from media you'd think there was like a, a KKK rally on every corner yeah um, the other
2: part is you would and I I don't mean this to sound as disparaging as it's going to come across like um the depiction of minorities in a lot of small town america like a lot of times they increase the number of characters that are of minority background i'm not Mm -hmm. saying that's bad or good but it's technically inaccurate to the population breakdown
0: yeah we we talked about I, i don't remember if it was during this show but i mentioned i said like if you notice they uh there's a uh, um, on your phone, a uh, stink bug right there. We, oh, we hey should name sir. that one Sam.
3: Okay, hey Sam. Um,
0: they said like uh, uh Zach for a couple of years made a video a couple of years ago. He says the they they make the the minorities play all the good guy characters, but not the main character. Mm-hmm. So they play. They're still take. They're not even getting the best roles. Mm-hmm. And then the bad guy's always the white guy. So the white actor is still getting the most fun, best role. To have, it's you've just had this theory
2: for a couple of weeks now. This is uh, like your. Like, well, this has
0: been going on. for Any CIA director is always an evil white guy. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, that's probably is real world accurate. That's fine. Probably, but I'm just saying. Like, imagine like I I, I made the example of um, Sterling K. Brown got to play a bad guy in uh, the Predator remake, and he's like he's literally chewing gum in every scene, and he looks like he's having the time of his life mm-hmm. because he's like he's been in This Is Us, where you don't really play a bad guy in in. Mm-hmm. The last, you know, he, he doesn't really get to play characters with that much depth or that much uh, fun anymore. So he yeah. gets the as an actor, he doesn't want you don't want to be known as your as, as the race or the color of your skin. You want to play the coolest role, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and like I said, that's that's tangential. It's not really important to this episode. In fact, I'd say that they actually did a pretty good job of. There's the, the line where he he calls uh Adrian Chase calls he goes uh, he goes and then it infected the Oriental lady. And then, and, and then Peacemaker goes, Asian, Asian. And he goes, What well, I said oriental. He goes, you can't say that anymore. And he goes, why? He goes, I don't know. You just can't. And, and then,
1: um, uh, hardcore comes in and says, because it means other. And some people think it's like,
0: derogatory and Autobio says mm-hmm. like leave it to a white guy to not want to be able to have to do something as stupid as small as change uh, a word you say mm-hmm. like they didn't need to do that they could have just all rolled their eyes at him mm-hmm. and it still conveys that he's uh clueless and stupid with uh but they don't need to lecture him on it because yeah. it's, it's not going to change him because they're going to ha- they're going to make these comments a thousand times and they're never going to change his character because it's part of his character to be kind of clueless uh, and um, I guess I don't even know what the other... Is. It's not bigoted, because he's not trying to be... He's, like, he's just very clueless and naive. very naive. So uh, uh, I, I almost wish they hadn't lectured him. They would just all roll their eyes at him, like, oh, God, mm-hmm. this guy, well, he's never going to learn. Mm. Um, but Song ends up being the, the real MVP of this show because she plays kind of this weird, not realistic cop who's like mm-hmm. kind of uh, sarcastic, but also weirdly stoic, which never really... it never felt real to me mm-hmm. but then when she's playing the a- now she's infected with this alien creature she's far more like uh, I-, I don't even know what the word for it would be
1: I don't know I just like her character she's, more she's now.
0: a war- she's like mm-hmm. a robot because she- she's it's an she's alien like shut take- up human yeah she- she's talking like an alien that doesn't really know how human beings work kind
1: of <laughs> like you remember when uh, Mark Zuckerberg came out and like he had sweet baby rays in the background think of that it's yeah. kind of like that interesting mm-hmm.
0: um, there's a scene like where she looks at her partner and uh, she uh, and the partner doesn't know that she's an alien now he goes I believe she was quite fond of you and then like she smiles and it shows her like struggling to figure out how to do it mm-hmm. and then yeah. she makes this secondhand comment out loud where she says they'll never understand how difficult it is that you have to figure out how to smile differently every time you infect a different body mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just walks away and the guy's like huh
1: it- it is kind of weird because, like, um,
0: and she's covered in blood as this is happening because, yeah, um, yeah, but my
1: favorite part is at the end where everybody in the police um, precinct is infected with butterflies and like there's one guy that smiles like the joker and i'm like that's beautiful yeah. i love that i love that so much i wonder what that casting process was like
2: too mm-hmm. it's like okay you're gonna be a character for a while but then something's gonna happen to you could you give us your best demented smile yeah, yeah. Th-
0: they everyone like as they're all coming forward they're all wearing this really unrealistic demented smile that they like that maybe they just looked up people with resumes that say they have good demented smiles mm-hmm Maybe. Um, there, there's a, a really funny joke where he talks about uh, where she, who, the captain describes the hamburglar. Yeah. And the guy goes, Am I out of my mind or did he just describe the hamburglar? And he's, she's
1: like the McDonald's mascot? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: So funny. Uh,
2: McDonald's doesn't use the Hamburger anymore. I don't know. So. They it's bad. don't. They got rid of all of those characters. Well, yeah. yeah it's but '90s like, stuff is in. They should bring it back. Mm, '90s, early 2000s. I think they are because, like, scrunchies are back. Like, I'm wearing a scrunchie right now. I want. I want McDonald's to make formal request that mm-hmm. they bring back all of those characters.
0: We got to see uh, another character who, in my opinion, is doing much better with less action. Is Harcourt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jennifer Holland uh, is in her element when she's playing more. Um,
1: Kind-hearted, kind-hearted, mm-hmm. and
0: emotionally, uh, emotionally, uh, emotional range. Uh, mm-hmm. She's she's dealing with the emotional side of these characters, and not necessarily just being badass agent chick number two, which mm-hmm. never really made any sense, anyways, because she was like a she was like an analyst in the yeah. Suicide Squad movie. So, uh, believe it or not, uh, all the people that work at the CIA who who look at computers all day don't aren't field agents. It's not the same thing.
1: No, and she's unusually muscular too.
0: She's, uh, well, muscular. Uh, yeah, I mean, like if I mean, you if look she, at
1: her, her forearms when she's like she's sleeveless. Like very, well, that's yeah. good.
0: I mean, at least then she looks the part for it, for But at an
1: Analyst, but you don't imagine muscles on them.
0: I just laugh at the idea. Like, I suppose it is more realistic. I'm like, uh is this what's... Because uh, like, she is an uh, extremely attractive woman. So I'm like, Despise oh. re- do, do female spies really look like that? I mean, I saw that chick that was with Swalwell. She was kind of... Eh? I don't know uh, Like And no judo master mm-hmm. In this episode
1: They keep on saying That he's a part of it But I don't see him in it
0: I, I, He only gets credit Because he's in the intro And he's listed As a main character So oh. they, they have to list them As a character If they have uh, Maybe per, he's
1: hidden somewhere
0: Yeah What if he's, he's
1: like Been there the
2: whole time And he's like A background character That mm-hmm. could be it That would be so, kind of interesting
0: uh, Again John Cena Is uh, in his element When he plays Kind of broken And childlike While masking it With uh Crude humor and uh, douchebaggy behavior. That's uh, that's really his bag, and I have a feeling Mm -hmm. he'll end up being. That's going to be his movie roles going forward. Uh, Yep, he's too big to buy. Like uh, uh, he's kind of shoehorned into certain places because of his size because he's so tall Mm. and muscular even if he loses muscle mass he's still taller than most of the actors out there Uh, I do feel bad for the guy who plays uh, Economos because that guy is literally the most the definition of like a disposable character yeah he gets almost nothing to do
1: I kind of like the part where, like, they talk about uh, Myrn being a butterfly. And, like, he covers his ears, like, literally puts his fingers yeah. in his ears and says, La, 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 I can't hear you.
0: That's the definition of the childish behavior that these people embody. Like, mm-hmm. you would never want these people actually trying to save the world because they're all essentially acting like 12-year-olds. Myrn mm-hmm. uh, uh, benefits greatly from finding out that he's been a butterfly because it makes his I like this
1: more. Like, this episode, his character is... Like, I actually like him more. He's not awkward.
0: When he... Exp- well, it explains why he was awkward before because mm-hmm. he doesn't really understand human behavior because he's not yeah. a human being. He's a he's a butterfly alien. Mm-hmm. And it also... When he had his speech where he announced why he became... Or how he became who he is, mm-hmm. there was more emotional range there <clears throat> than I had seen from him in previous episodes, which yeah. is very good.
1: Like, I preferred that more. Like, yeah. him being more emotional because it shows, like, how well of an actor he can yeah.
0: be. I thought that the... Lo- they, they did... Uh, Subvert my expectations. I thought the Lachlan, the character, the Fitzgibbon. Yeah, this doesn't even sound like a real name. Fitzgibbon.
1: Larry. Let's call name. him Larry. The
0: the the detective Song's partner. I thought he was going to end up being a bad guy, uh, which ended up not being true. Doesn't but
1: he usually play as a bad guy most?
0: Time. Uh, he's uh, he kind of everything I've seen him in. Mean, he's kind of like a generic. Uh, he's he, he on every crime drama. He's suspect number two, who's usually not the bad guy. Yeah, he's just the red herring number mm. two. So, yeah. Uh, better than episode. Better than the previous episode. Yeah. I think probably because there was less of the dad. Yeah, uh, and the the less of the dad, the better. In my opinion, I'm just not, though I did think his his costume is, or his uh, his outfit is really sick.
1: It's it, really cool like have you seen the comic book the, drawing of it it uh, looks yeah. almost
0: like it exactly like it and uh, of course they have to do the the really lame uh Salute. white so yeah it's it, that stuff is all very cringe but the <laughs> the most credit i can give it is that it's at least accurate to the stories that mm-hmm. they were telling in the comics it's just to me it's so topical in mm-hmm. current year that i
1: just thought it was funny he just came like he's sitting on the edge of the bed and there's this bald-headed lady i know and i'm like what? And then they pan over and it's, like, a bunch of guys in a different room, like, just, like, happens to have a door open. And, like, yep. that's such a power trip to have, like, a room open and you're banging a girl inside a room.
0: The the dad is very much, like, a caricature of a bad guy. He's, yeah. uh, he, he's like, every other character... Uh, despite bad behavior, seems to get some nuanced uh, take on who they are. Mm-hmm. Whereas the dad is just bad for the sake of being bad. Mm-hmm. But that's—I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Sometimes I think too much these days. We try to humanize villains, and a lot of these stories don't need that. I don't need to know what. Like, like in the comics, they're like they try to like hu- like talk about like current social issues on mm-hmm. like uh like f- with Dark Side. Yeah. Like, they're literally in hell. You do not need to have current social issues when the character's literally in hell. No, no
1: Dark side just wanted to take over the world. Yeah. Just like, remember, he's the person that's going to kill us all. And
0: that's just my example. Like, mm-hmm. in this, the bad guy doesn't necessarily need to have a tragic backstory. They mm-hmm. did that to, uh, um, what was it? Mo- it was a movie that we went and saw, or might have been, I might not have seen it with you. We went, or no, it was uh, in Venom, uh, in Venom 2, uh, mm-hmm. Carnage. They gave him a tragic backstory. Carnage doesn't need a tragic backstory.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because yes. Carnage just likes chaos.
0: Yes, exactly. So I don't know. This is a recommend for me. If you guys have stuck with it, if you're watching it, uh, I do yeah. recommend going to see it. It's also a show that because of the length, it's perfect if you're waiting to watch it. it I think it's bingeable. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think so. I might rewatch it later. Because I actually like it Other than episode 5 That one is a throwaway episode to me
0: It it may be better if you watch it All the way through one episode after another Yeah uh, but like
1: my opinion Like rating episodes like so far I don't like episode 5 That's like on the bottom
0: Yep anything with the dad just ended up being Mm -hmm. not that great for me Okay let's talk Joker, Joker, Joker too. Uh,
1: Speaking about DC,
0: I know, right? Uh, well, this is another movie that, unfortunately, in my opinion, does not have to be made. Mm-hmm. That that is an issue for me. Some uh, yesterday with Chris Carr here, we were talking about Jurassic World Dominion mm-hmm. is coming out, and how they're like, will it be the last one? I'm like, well, the first one made 1.67 billion, the second one made 1.31 billion. Mm. If it makes over a billion dollars, there's no way they end up not making more. It's right. just not because
2: even if it makes. Half of the ad. Yeah. I mean, it's still if it's profitable,
0: profitable it's profitable. They're going to keep, I don't trust them to actually believe in artistic vision because in the end of the day, as art, uh, as artistic as a lot of these directors are, it's still a business. It's still, mm-hmm. it's still, co- it's still commercial art. Mm. So this article is from MovieWeb web and it says Joker two rumored for 2023 production start date. The latest Joker two rumors suggest that the first draft has been turned into Warner brothers with tentative plans to start filming next year uh the cl- the clown prince of crime i hate it when they use the weird nicknames in these in, in these write ups the clown prince of crime well,
2: look to defend journalists <laughs> i know i know sometimes you just get tired saying the actor the character the joker like mm-hmm. He's just trying to flesh it out. He's also trying to give context like if you've never heard of a joker like he's a bad guy, not a hero.
0: My favorite thing to point out is whenever we have topics with singers is what song they're gonna reference in the like the set fire to the rain singer yeah uh, yeah, like I i that's like a, a joke to me. It's like, what song are they going They need to use more obscure songs mm-hmm. well, the
2: point is that they are referencing something that you might remember so yeah. they shouldn't use obscure songs like that would be nice for you if you actually follow the music, but like <laughs> yeah. for the for the function of doing something like that, like this tells me that he's a bad guy, yes. that he's like a big deal. I mean, that he is a clown. Like
0: we're getting you, you are getting familiar, a journalistic a journal class yeah. a journalism mm-hmm. class right now.
2: I just you know it can be really hard when you're ha- when you're in an article and you're like you know yeah. the actor said the 34 yeah. year old said mm-hmm. he said the user last name like you know you're trying to add some flirty
0: right orange yeah. suit wearing. Teal tie, where the orange suit, wearing teal tie, this Sporting clown. clown. And does he
2: always wear an orange suit in every depiction no. of him? Sometimes <laughs> no. with we a purple one, like. But he is,
1: you know,
0: the colorful suit wearing the criminal. The colorful suit wearing they could mm-hmm. say. So the, the Clown insane yes. Clown
1: Posse. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's,
0: I think that's copyrighted.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: The Clown Prince of Crime sequel could be entering development next year. Ever since the immense success of Todd Phillips Joker in twenty nineteen, there have been rumors of the supervillain origin story getting its own sequel. These rumors continue to persist and the latest word out of the rumor mill is that the sequel has been taken a has taken a big step forward with a tentative start date in place. According to Heroic Hollywood, a Warner Brothers insider has revealed that the studio has just received the first draft of the Joker 2 screenplay. Additionally, there are plans to start shooting sometimes in 2023. Uh, without any official confirmation, it's best to take these rumors with a grain of salt at this time. Like, I could see this being one of those things where they got the... That maybe they did get the screenplay, but then they added on the part about, and it's going to start filming next year, because it just sounds like... Well,
2: I wonder too, I'm not as familiar with this industry, but like, there's um. You know, there's like a production calendar. So mm-hmm. if you know that you have a movie turned in by this time, it, there are certain probably deadlines. It's like, well, this kind of movie, we want this time time from a release, which means we have this much time to film it. Which means yeah. we can start production by now, which means we have to finalize the script by this point, and you work backwards yeah. and set the date. So that's where I think that may have come from, but
0: who knows. With Marvel, I would buy that more mm-hmm. because Marvel is so good at, uh, when they release their phases for Marvel movies, they give you like a a general date that they're all going to be released and Mm -hmm. they tend to be very good at sticking to those dates barring any type of injuries or things like that. With DC, they have such a problem with just announcing stuff for the sake of announcing stuff. Half of it gets made, half of it doesn't get made. Do you think they
2: announce like that to, like, gauge audience interest? Yes.
0: Um, That, and I think uh, part of it is like... uh, uh, they get excited about one project does mildly well. Like we talked about this one with all the bat, like there's all these announcements about the Batman spinoffs coming out. And why, like, why are you announcing all this when you don't know for sure? Like, Mm. uh, it takes away from, cause now then everything's going to feel like, uh, bogged down in the rumor mill until you actually get official start dates for filming. Uh, and that takes away from the excitement of the official announcement. Mm. Like the reason that the Batman announcement was so good was because they had an, a logo picked out. It was already set up that what they were going to, when the release was going to be all this stuff you have, uh, you have, um, like test art or like, uh, uh Concept art drawn up Stuff like that So you can do that right But DC just has a problem Of constantly Always announcing projects And so many of them Either don't come out Or they get Constantly pushed back And then people Just start to feel Like they're being uh, I guess catfished Isn't really Mm -hmm. the term But uh, Misled They're being misled uh, for the sake of, of uh, promotion. So it says Joker was directed by Todd Phillips and written by Phillips and Scott Silver. It serves as an origin story for the Joker and how a failed clown and comedian ends up becoming the most dastardly villain in Gotham City. The open-ended sequel has left fans debating whether there a, tr- a sequel is truly needed. I truly believe that a sequel is not needed. for the- there, this, this movie doesn't need, uh, never needed a sequel. It's, uh, in fact, I think that they lose a lot of the
2: the power of the movie with i i feel that i think sometimes that like it's tempting to keep going but um you know more it's more efficient to tell a story once and tell it correctly than try to expand the universe but it goes against this superhero format you yes know? exactly but i think i mean i haven't seen the original joker i know i should have it was one of the things i did really want to watch and have always regretted yep. that i haven't mm-hmm. seen it but it it Attracted people who weren't necessarily following the Marvel or DC universes. And the media blew inter- it out
0: of proportion. Yeah, that's that true was a big too. Part but of it. it
2: also didn't look like your traditional. I mean, partially because it's a villain story, but partially yep. because like it just didn't look the way. Other superhero movies look, and I think that draws in an audience by expanding it. I think they lose some of that authentic a, a magic. A lot of it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I guess the 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 bet they have to make with themselves at this point is is the mystique that is lost by making a sequel. Uh, too much to outweigh the sheer force of a billion dollar movie getting a sequel and pushing forward. So the idea is that so many people are on board now just by that just by virtue of how many people saw the original, yeah. you will continue to make money. Uh, even if it doesn't have the same special feel that the first one. Right. had. Right. And
2: I'd be curious to see, I mean like who, who's involved in writing this, like, same, they, team. same team. Same and team. And like what other things have that, that what has that team been working on in the interim, yep. right? That might give you an insight into this, the way they approach the telling of stories over the course of several movies. Um, uh,
0: uh, another thing is that uh, a big part of it was also, they got Joaquin Phoenix back. That's a big part of it because he's, uh, he's definitely like a, an actor's actor. He's not going to take roles that he doesn't feel strongly about.
2: Which is probably a good indication that the film will yes. be a strong Answer that to the first be, one.
0: That would be the hope, right? So uh, kind of the, in the same way that a... Uh, um, who was it that did... Uh, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis was very picky about the roles yeah. that he took. Um, the film was originally pitched and developed as a one-off, and the idea that it could lead to other DC characters getting their own solo films over the past couple of years. There have been reports a Joker sequel enter- entering uh, development at Warner Brothers. A significant update came last year, and it was reported that Phillips had signed on to write the script for the sequel, but wasn't officially confirmed by the studio or Phillips. And then there was also the rumor about William Defoe wanting to play an alternate version of the Joker in that movie, like, because uh, there's a very uh, well-known story called Three Jokers yep. uh, that would have involved multiple versions of the character at one time uh, and Defoe is kind of in that same category of actor as uh, as Joaquin Phoenix so there's a lot of excitement for that. I don't think that's the way they'll go hmm. for this movie but uh, I do think that there's something to be said about a movie that makes a billion dollars without China which is very very hard to do in mm-hmm. current year yeah. um, but it's also not going to have it won't have the media backlash that the first one got because it was a it was a boy who cried wolf situation they're like mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna make all the incels right it was literally the most comical the the, the reporters were comic book villains in, mm. in the pro- promotion for this movie to the point where they kept they Warner brothers kicked them out of uh, some of the promotional material because they were asking like they ca- they were sick of being asked the same mm. questions like do you think this is going to encourage violence right like which is stupid it's a movie and it, also
2: like you don't ask that of any other other yeah. movies that in- that include violence
0: exactly so it it got this backlash kind of the it's like some people just hate things just to hate them my my recent example is people who hate NFTs just mm-hmm. because they don't understand them mm-hmm. and the my there it's always like the environmental concern of NFTs which is uh, dubious, at, uh, dubious at best to prove, but not a reason that you should hate something so badly that you don't. Uh, that you just tell everyone that it's a blanket bad idea, mm. no matter what. Uh, there's a recent story about Neil Gaiman literally pulling down an NFT that he was doing for charity because the backlash was so bad. Uh, and so a lot of people, they hate things just for the sake of hating them. They don't even really know why. Yeah. And a lot of uh, journalists felt that way about this movie. And then they were mad when no violence happened. Yeah. Remember, there was...
2: Vi- th- violence that it seems like they hyped up. That they mm-hmm.
0: wanted... It was like they wanted it. They mm-hmm. wanted that violence to happen. Like, there was cops being sent to movie theaters when this came out. And I was like, any person who can see the forest through the trees is like, this is insane.
2: mm mm-hmm. What was the Colorado, Aurora, Colorado shooting that was a Batman movie? Yes, it yeah. was. And did the guy dress up as Joker or no.
1: something?
0: I don't think so. it no, was something I
1: had like dyed red hair. He or nine- had orange hair and he went into the movie theater. But it wasn't in connection with the character. Um, No, he said he
2: was inspired by it. So like, mm-hmm. again, they're like.
0: <clears throat> but the Joker's appeared on screen since then. And yeah. the same hysteria it, has not. It's just not had.
2: really connected. Like, you can see where there's sort of a weak connection Yeah, or It's whatever. like they spun yep. a
0: narrative and got spun up in their own narrative.
2: Well, it's like if we're all journalists, we're all our different news entities, and Miracle says that this movie is coming out in the last time, several years ago when yeah. this movie came out, you know, there was a shooting in the theater. And then you say reports indicate that, you know that other previous joker movies have had violence associated with them and i say c- concerns are rising that mm-hmm. yes. uh, this movie could given history of the history of violence associated with this movie yes. like yeah. it's a spiral out of control and it's in it's it's inaccuracy because it's over interpretation of like how the story is being presented yeah. yep
0: and, and they, the, a lot of it was also they're like it's a. Uh, it's a story about incels and it ended up being a story. It was literally a story about uh, where it's a, it shows pity on the mentally ill and explains, you know, somebody who's got severe emotional trauma and and layers him as a character.
2: Sure. And like, I actually think that you could do a movie about incels and that could be interesting and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be that's violence. A, a
0: buzz term to me now. Like, I, I really I, do hate buzzwords. There are mm-hmm. buzzwords,
2: but also, like, I like... I, I would like the idea of movies and uh, content that c- explores these buzz terms. Like, what does it really mean to be an incel? Like, who are we thinking of? Because we can all think of a stereotype.
1: Yeah. But,
2: like what are we actually getting at? And then to use that to explore, like, what Mm. is the root issue here?
1: Yeah. Well, if they do make a movie about incel, they should do a documentary. But there's like a, com, um, not a comic book, it's a webtoon that I like to read that's called The Cursed Princess Club. Mm -hmm. And they have incel princes. And I, I cringe right away. I was like, I don't like this chapter. It's dumb. Because like, they saw this one guy who's like really handsome they're like screw that guy he's stealing all our women and they're like no no but yeah. like legit if they do make an incel movie i think it would be better as a documentary It'd be fascinating i mean mm-hmm. i would be really curious to see see
0: yeah, i mean i have literally no interest in anything like that because i first of all i don't have uh any faith that whoever makes it is going to be unbiased is well, going to be even close to unbiased or that it's going to show both sides of the mm-hmm. story yeah um, but it would be
2: interesting to hear like yeah how I don't
1: know could be interesting it's not obviously it has nothing to do with if Joker 2
2: yeah. is coming out yeah but.
1: but did you watch the Joker movie Brett yes like, so did you like it how like they kind of interpret that he was like an insel. he had like Mother issues and like uh, was, mental issues.
0: That, that's I don't. That term doesn't even apply. He was just somebody who had a, a really rough life because he suffered from mental illness and mm-hmm. severe family trauma. Yeah, like but uh, how do
2: you know that doesn't mean he's an incel? I
0: like mean, that's the thing mm. about
2: exploring these terms. Like he might be, even though it's not the thing that we wanted. I to guess find it, him I by. just <laughs> hate the
0: fact that there's a term for it at all. Okay, he's yeah. just a dude who's had who hasn't had a chance to have a successful love life because of a, a myriad of. Uh, psychological trauma that has caused him great pain which mm-hmm. led to him being uh, violent because the world has constantly told him that he's unimportant and that he doesn't matter mm-hmm. uh, and that, which eventually be-
2: but there are a lot of people who get told horrible things like that and do not turn to violence
0: no I'm uh, yeah but I'm saying I hate that the I hate that the term is now that that makes him an incel I, I hate that I just think he's just a dude who's had uh, romantic struggles his, or hasn't I hate the fact that there has to be a label for everything like well, that I guess for me when
1: i imagine an incel i imagine like a guy like basically demanding women to love them that's what i imagine yeah i think there's a
2: term for incel that just like Mm -hmm. comes from the word involuntary celibate yeah Yeah. and you know this it's interesting that this movie and i wonder how it'll factor into i don't think it will play a big but like what is interesting about it is like someone who identifies self-identifies as An incel Mm -hmm. Might perceive why they Have not had a successful Romantic relationship Yeah For one way Maybe because they have Struggled with mental illness Maybe because they're shy Maybe because who knows But as someone Someone on the other side Might have the opposite approach I mean the opposite Understanding of incel Which is someone who Is frustrated with things They have not been able to accomplish Socially or romantically And take it out In inappropriate ways Mm -hmm. I mean there are There are a lot of ways To define this And I think that like It's you know, I th- I think what's going to be interesting is how they move forward with that in Joker 2. I also think that, like, the um, media hype that leads up to this movie, like, in some ways, this, like, rumors... Like, it's not even confirmed. The studio didn't even say, oh, yeah, we have a script it's in development. Yep. Like, there's just a rumor that this possibly could happen at some future date, and I feel like that's to test the waters to see, like, is the public ready to have this debate? Because you're right, like, this movie was such a controversial topic and- for I mean several months Mm -hmm.
0: and my guess is that um going into a sequel they'll it will be a lot less uh avant-garde and will probably tie into comic book lore more more Mm -hmm. heavily than the first one did yeah uh that that actually i scratched that i I was like thinking out loud there Uh, i don't know how much they're going to want to continue to pull in other characters bruce wayne and his dad and we're only barely connected in that yeah. movie. I mean, it's very, very like the, he even said before like they just wrote a movie and found a way to fit comic book characters into it. It wasn't, it wasn't um, conceived as Which,
2: uh, I think it's more appealing in some ways. Like, I think it's interesting to have a movie that like, if you told the movie of the Joker, maybe without using the brand, the Joker, mm-hmm. I think that movie still would have been successful from what I understand about it. Like it was it was strong for a lot of reasons, and then making it the Joker makes it relatable or makes it like interesting to a series of people who have followed this character yeah. over decades.
0: I tend to think that it wouldn't be. As, I, I, really. I think that I think that the reason it was successful is because of the name attached to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think uh, had it been just. Um, Mentally unstable, mentally ill person movie. It just uh, obviously, I'm uh, if it was given a generic name and was just told and the story was told in the exact same way, it would have had none of the media hype around it. And the media hype, uh, ended up strizing, Streisand affecting this movie and making it as successful as it did. And part of that's because of the lore of that character, the character of the Joker has so much. Uh, history behind it between who portrays it, not just the not just the comics themselves, but who has portrayed the character in the past. There's the, uh, there's the horrific what happened to Heath Ledger. There's so much lore behind it, along with the media hype connected to it. Yeah. I don't think the media would have cared without the name attached mm. to it. So I, I don't. I think it would have ended up making. Uh, an eighth of the money and finishing third at the box office that weekend. If it didn't have the powerhouse that is the character's actual name attached to the movie, maybe it it says something about the marketability of these stories. That you can tell these stories, you can tell the same great story, and without some IP uh, that has been tried and true, tested, you won't make, you won't be able to reach the same amount of people. Mm-hmm. That's just the way of the world, unfortunately. So, I, I do hope that they make it. If they that if they do make it, they continue to uh keep it only tangentially connected to the to the comics don't make it a comic book movie make it uh, a story about that character again mm, mm-hmm. so that would be that would be my hope uh C- canada where oh, there's so much canada. there's so much going on in canada right now uh my
2: home and native land and by that i mean my uh family's home and native land
3: mm-hmm. well Which, don't
2: what, you have a canadian citizenship yes i am a canadian citizen what part of canada uh, my family's from Newfoundland originally, so that's mm-hmm. sort of above Saint Maine. John's. Mm-hmm. And
0: have you ever seen the show uh, Republic of Doyle?
2: No, I've never seen it.
0: It's based on Saint John's, Newfoundland. Yeah, because like, all the actors are from that, uh, or all the main characters, I believe, are from that area. And Alan Hawco, who's the lead character, who's the head actor and the main producer on the show. Well, it was stars in the show. It's, one, it's, it's one been my, recommended
2: to me before. I should really watch it's, it. it.
0: It's amazing. It's one of my favorite. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's like a private, detec- a very buffoonish private detective who also happens to be very handsome mm-hmm. uh, and very charming. Uh, the but, movies
2: are good-looking people. I don't know what to tell you. You
0: have to. You have to go. See, you have to go watch the show. Okay. First I will. of all, if for no other reason than the um, the a lot of the establishing shots make you want to go visit.
2: Yeah. It's. it's a, I mean, it's beautiful. a really beautiful part of the world. Yep. Uh, and then my. My mom's surviving sibling lives on Vancouver Island. So that's Pacific Northwest, which is also gorgeous. So Man. I've been very lucky. I
0: want to go there. Yeah, they're Trying both go. both
2: places great. So but speaking
0: of Canada. Yeah. So speaking of Canada, it says Canada pulls Roland Emmerich's Moonfall from theaters. This kind of blew my mind. Uh, yeah, when
2: you told me that we were going to do this story, I was surprised because you, last time I was on, you were having a debate over what would have more success this weekend at the box office um, mm-hmm. Moonfall or the Jackass movie. And, and I have since
0: conceded that I think Miracle is right. Uh, a Jackass is going to, not just because, I mean, it's going to be more successful financially because it costs like nothing. I think Miracle to make.
2: wants you to acknowledge that informally. Uh, give more me the formally, money now. a nice handshake. Here, I will maybe. give
0: you the money. When In fact, I'll give it to you for my. No, You're that memo her right now. My one dollar that I won back there.
1: No, you keep that because you won that fair and square. Okay. I want a fresh crisp bill. I, I will get
0: you <laughs> if it wins this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I will give her her. Do- we'll do it on air. I yeah. will give her her dollar on camera. I think
2: that's fair. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm gonna have to go to an ATM at some
2: point. Took withdrawal one
0: dollar. So it says uh, th- this is just kind of fascinating because it says so they pulled the movie. It says Roland Emmerich's uh, films are known for being high budget. Science, uh, science disaster blockbusters and the upcoming moonfall is no different. While the film is set to release on February 4th, it looks like those in Canada will be missing out on all the action as plans for a theatrical release in the country have been scrapped. At first, I was like, did they have something to hide? Did they fake the moon landing? Maybe it was them. Uh, it says, reaching out to Mongrel, Lionsgate, and Cineplex. Uh, uh, screen Rant received words from Cineplex... Uh, Confirming news of cancellation. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're a writer. Before we... This is a weird question. How do you spell cancellation or canceled? Is it two L's or one?
1: Um, It's two L's.
0: See, I see two L's in almost everything. And some people put one L. And I'm wondering if the person who puts one L... Uh, know something that the other people don't
2: I don't know I can't uh, now that you've asked me I can't think of it but also some grammatical stuff Is regional like if this is a Canadian publication They might spell that word differently than mm-hmm. An American publication word.
1: well it's the same thing When you spell cancel or canceling So like if you type it into your Computer it'll switch it sometimes Okay sure. so, We're all breaking out our phones yeah so you'll see It because every time when I answer an email Where it says like we can't
0: canceled, canceled is one L though
1: yeah but sometimes It allows you to type it with Two No It should be one L For mm-hmm. cancellation I,
2: I
0: Cancel- think cancellation I literally It says cancelled with one L okay. And cancelled with two L's
2: In my Both spellings are correct Okay mm-hmm. Americans This is It's like the It's like the word gray So yeah. uh, Americans favor cancelled one L While cancelled two L's Is preferred in British English <laughs> And Canada Often Uses a Vernacular that's more common To British English Okay mm-hmm. So
0: two L's that was a fantastic aside. I'm glad we were able to figure out this debate on But air. you know, like,
2: mm-hmm. if you see the word gray, like, both G-R-E-Y yeah. and G-R-A-Y are correct, but A is for America and E is for England.
0: I so they're both was, okay. I thought one was color and one was, like, mood.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I've always heard it, like, specifically to the... the yeah. um the nations, but okay. So, so why the, did they gave a comment? Why they're pulling this movie? Yeah,
0: so it says the statement. This came after a statement released from films distributor mo, distributor Mongrel Media, which let which released last Friday. The statement read: For planning reasons, decisions had to be made while cinemas in Canada were closed amid the Omicron outbreak in Canada. Here we are. We're, we're once again blaming COVID for everything, uh, everything that's ever been wrong with the world. Restrictions tightened, in movie theaters in Canada were eventually closed. Ontario just recently. Recently opened its theater doors on January 31st, while Quebec is set to reopen on February 7th. This has led <laughs> to confusion as to why the film will not receive a theatrical release. Why don't they just wait until the seventh to release it mm. there?
2: It will not at all ever. Uh, well, that's what well. We're, I assume they want all. It, it has to open nationwide at the same time to really evaluate. Like, this yeah, the western at
0: the uh, and it's
2: more. They're they're picking provinces that have the most populous cities. Yes, so it's not like Alberta which, as my sweet Canadian aunt said to me, is the Texas of Canada. Mm -hmm. They're saying basically, like, that was not enough to throw off the first weekend at the box office ratings.
0: So this uh, this other article says, Inside the Mystery of the Missing Moonfall, the biggest movie to ever bypass Canadian audiences. That's a fantastic headline. It really is. Like, caught me right away. It says, This weekend, the new end-of-the-world movie, Moonfall, is set to dominate the box office. Again... I don't think that that is true. Uh, I, I think I'm going to eat crow here and say that Miracle's right, that mm-hmm. I, I think j- people still love to watch people get hurt. <coughs> but
2: what, so what does this say it is says, the
0: reason? Uh, it says, directed by Roland Emmerich, the disaster porn artist behind Independence Day 2012 oh and the day after tomorrow, Moonfall looks gloriously trash this writer that's is just This word. writer is just going for it. Mm-hmm. It features a curious collection of stars, Halle Berry, <coughs> Patrick Wilson, Donald Sutherland. That is a very eclectic group of people. Mm-hmm. A head shaking plot, a mysterious force has knocked the moon from its orbit and sent it hurtling towards Earth. Yes.
2: <laughs> a giant cat.
0: Uh, Aww, that's that, would so cute. <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be incredible. That
1: It's just King Bucko. Yeah.
0: Says and a beautifully absurd headline in twenty twenty two humanity will face the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. I love it I hope that he actually developed this movie around like he got drunk one night and and came up with that tagline and then built the movie around that
2: mm-hmm. maybe that would be funny
0: for Canadians finally allowed back in. I the hope secret.
2: he was listening to that Mulan musical when they not
0: Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd no I that want would be to too be too predictable uh, I'll
2: make a man out of you for Mulan oh that's and, cute uh, perfect what's the line as furious oh no Um, I can search as, up as something lines. as the dark side of the moon and then they hold that one
0: or maybe was he was watching Transformers Dark of the Moon and he's like I'm gonna make a better movie." See there are so many movie. good
2: cultural references I would love it for the, like he's home with his kids they're watching Mulan for the 100th time and he's got that song stuck in his head He's, just he's like, like I
0: got an idea for a movie
2: um,
0: for, uh, It says for Canadians finally allowed back in the theaters after yet another round of shutdowns Our Ontario Cinemas reopened this past Monday while Quebec venues uh, welcome audiences back, back next Monday Of course they would open on a Monday and not a Friday and make it much harder for these people. Uh, Moonfall sounds like the perfect no-brain requirement required well, they don't want
2: to open... I mean, I guess businesses work differently. Yeah. Like movie theaters are open several days a week, but it's like mm-hmm. the start of the business week, I guess, on Mondays. And like, if you had to open on a Friday and you're open Friday and Saturday, that's but their then big, you had yeah. like half hours on Sunday, I don't know. But it's yeah. a
0: movie theater. Friday and Saturday are their big days. They should want to open now.
2: Maybe they yeah. want to like start on a Monday when it's slower so they can get used to whatever the new restrictions are. <laughs> Anyways, so what's the reason?
0: Yeah, it says... Uh, Um, It says moonfall sounds like the perfect no brain required entertainment for a dead of winter night out, especially given that there's isn't much else uh, on offer at multiplexes with Omicron wary studios having largely abandoned January. That's not Omicron wary studios. January is always where movies go to die. Mm -hmm. uh, Historically. Uh, the only problem, Moonfall is not opening at any Canadian theater this weekend, nor will it be available on demand. Moonfall is simply bypassing Canadian audiences entirely, and with a $140 million production budget and huge launch on U.S. across U.S. screens, it is the biggest release to ever do so. This past Friday, Global uh, Allied Gro... Allied Global Marketing, which has been responsible for Moonfall's Canadian marketing in an arrangement with the film's domestic distributor, Mongrel Media, mm-hmm. confirmed to The Globe and Mail that both companies were no longer handling the movie's release up until that point. M- up until that point, Moonfall had been an active concern. Mongrel posted trailers on its Facebook page as early as September, and the film was listed as opening February 4th on websites at Cineplex, the world's largest uh, uh, movie exhibitor. So that's where uh, most of their movies are played. Posters were up uh, uh, all over blah blah blah. And it says "Dungeon says since 2019 uh, It says so what happened blame Ontario and Quebec governments says Canadian film industry veteran Victor Lowy Uh, Since 2019, Lowy, the former chief uh, executive officer of Alliance Films, has been the leader behind a deal struck between Mongrel, Cineplex, and Lionsgate Entertainment to jointly handle the Canadian theatrical distribution of films either acquired or produced by Lionsgate, including Moonfall. So it's bureaucracy, plain and simple. Hmm. And that is, uh, like, it just goes to show, like...
2: But, like, why... Why aren't they pushing it back? Because they just don't know when the pandemic restrictions will end? Yeah,
0: well, well, that's... I I actually have to, like, call myself on this. Like, we talked about this the other day where I was, like, saying my uh, advice is to make smaller budget movies... You know, and and focus more on streaming. But there's so much that goes into this that it would be impossible for anybody who doesn't work in that field to really understand the hurdles Mm. that they have to go for. You know, I don't make that as an excuse as to why movies suck sometimes. I'm still going to call out movies that suck or are full of uh, political agenda, this and that. Mm -hmm. But it really is just like an almost unwinnable situation when the government is constantly locking them down. Yeah, and they have, and it's literally a job of forecasting Mm -hmm. because it's not. It's not like it's just. They don't just have to worry about time of year. They have to worry about what movies are coming out from other companies. Yeah. Uh, where in the world it is because... Uh, time of year in Canada is not necessarily doesn't matter as much as time of year in Australia because the weather's you know weather's different in different places driving conditions vary place to place There's a million things they have to consider when when coming up with release dates for these movies So it's amazing that any of them get made at all mm. uh, and with uh, literal with COVID being this excuse that's literally put up every time I get annoyed when they say that there's a re- that's the reason nobody came to see the movie But it's absolutely a reason as to why these things keep getting moved around and you're never sure when anything's going to come out. Yeah, I guess the
2: question is, like, does it, it's, like, notable for the times, but does it actually matter? Like, do we look at the Canadian box office revenue as an indication of a film's success? Like, Mm. I, again, I'm Canadian, I'm not trying to be mean, but, like, do we care about cinematic releases? That's sort of the larger conversation here.
0: Uh, it says the only major 2022 release so far in theatrically in Canada has been the new Scream film, which Paramount Pictures, Canadian Arm distributed uh, January 14th. So it's like the, the, you can't win in Canada, uh, Canada. Canada is a big market because when they when they do uh, domestic box office, they don't just count America. They count Can't Can- Canada. Canada. Canadian. They count Canada as well.
1: When you just say Minnesota, you guys are pretty much like the second. No, Canada, Canada
0: says Minnesota
1: is lower Canada. Like that's part oh. of them.
0: I take offense to that. I,
1: I don't know. know that's why I said say it. that. I'm a,
0: I'm a coastal Canadian, so. I'm uh, not lower Canada. Sorry, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I just think it's cr- like I don't envy having to be the people that have to come up with these types of uh, strategies when the government is coming in and constantly changing everything for them.
2: Yeah, I. Th- that's that's yep. not good.
0: The absence of Moonfall, which, in a delici- delicious smack of irony, was filmed in Montreal. A lot of stuff is filmed in Canada because of the tax cuts mm-hmm. and, and budgeting, uh, is a blow for Canadian audiences looking for big screen escapism. But the movie will also surely wound, uh, surely wound, uh, wound domestic theater owners. What? Wound, wound, not wound. Oh. Like hurt their profit. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> certainly wound them it will damage them uh i i can't imagine owning a theater in this day and age you'd be better off owning a drive-in movie theater Mm -hmm. at this point
2: drive-in movie theaters had a bunch of restrictions too in early covid that's Um, so stupid it's it's been a been a journey yep
0: Uh, a lot of people predicted like the death of of theaters after when covid first hit that was like doomsday Mm -hmm. prophecies galore where that movie Mm -hmm. theaters would never recover (laughs) Uh, I don't necessarily believe that that's true. Yeah. Um, I do like the idea of the smaller, like we're go, the theater we're going to tonight is a smaller theater. There's only 10 screens, but much nicer. Mm. So uh, I, I just, I, I can't imagine having to do this as a job, uh, trying to come up with release dates. Uh, is there a, a similar type of, I guess, uh, comparison in, in journalism? Like, uh, do you have to because it, it's just put out the story as it comes out, right?
2: Yeah, I mean so much of journalism is dependent on the internet right now Mm -hmm. um, So you can publish whenever, wherever And it's not reliant on close contact Which is what is the problem here Like there are restrictions on how many people can be in the theater Masks, things like that Um, I think it's more comparable to like live events So like concerts or outdoor venues or like you know those have been whatever hurt. Those, those have been, been hurt, hurt really bad. And, bad and there are people who hesitate to schedule them right now yeah. because why would you yeah and so like one
0: of your stars could get covid and event end well, end or
2: end. the more more well, comparable alive, to this yeah. more comparable to this the city where you're having the event could change the rules yeah. and you can't like if you sell out a 500 per, what's a typical stadium size like um, uh let's say a hundred thousand people yep.
1: yeah
2: and then they say oh well you can only operate at 75 percent capacity if you sold out that means you have to decide which twenty five thousand people don't get to go and how do you decide that and also mm-hmm. like do you refund those people because you're having the event so it's not like you're making a second one do you try to have two nights that's more expensive then you have to sell you know mm-hmm. it does it's really difficult and so i think in some ways movies are better prepared for this because they can like digitally when you know you like buy your ticket and then you mark what seats are available. They can limit the number of tickets available per screening and calculate more effectively what their um, cost margins are. But on this end, it seems like it's the production company that is like, it's going to be, it's the uh, statistical impact, how this is going to make our movie look is much harder.
0: The most annoying thing in the world to me still that they oversell planes.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Will they do that?
0: It's just wrong.
1: They do that, but then also um, a hidden... Little thing is like they leave two seats open at least for like two flight attendants just in case. Uh, Just in case. When I was think. a kid,
2: I mm-hmm. used to fly to Canada as an unaccompanied minor with my yeah. brother, and we were flying out to Vancouver from the east coast of the US. Mm-hmm. And um, in those days, they used to put the unaccompanied minors on last. Yeah. And we were on a, fl- we were in, uh, we were boarding at this major airport, and mm-hmm. um, they put everyone on, and your parent comes through with you. Mm hmm. And we're sitting there And we're sitting there And then they realize They have overbooked And it, there's a couple passengers Who didn't make it But then also We didn't make it yeah. Yeah. And I swear After that That was the last year They, I don't know if it was Because my brother and I I doubt it But like The policy is now That you board Unaccompanied minors first ah. Because it's
1: um, Isn't it because like You can basically Have a missing child
2: Well I mean, in that case Like we, They were scheduled To fly us And like mm-hmm. You can't then like The problem is like with when you overbook a flight, all those people mm-hmm. who are left, you you rebook their flights onto something else. Yeah, but like with or children, when the uh, when the uh, airline is responsible for them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: who is it do, does their parents stay at the airport with them? Like mm-hmm. it it's you have to have a really clear chain of command with yeah. children, and so like. If you bump them To a flight the next day Who's picking them yeah, up who, And then it can like A lot of Unaccompanied minors Fly because of like uh, Custody issues Yeah And so like It's just like it's a, it's a mess All the way down the line yeah. But the, oh, the So they put Unaccompanied minors On before yeah. that And then anyone Who's overbooked Is not a child Having yeah. to sort it out and Have
1: you ever done that?
0: Uh, flown fly as an unaccompanied minor. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I don't, I think I only flew on one plane before I was old. Before I started skating and traveling mm. uh, to competitions, I think I'd only been on a plane like once or twice before. But it also could be because of the famous case of uh, everyone knows of Kevin McAllister, supposedly going uh, with his parents on a trip and accidentally being sent to New York City.
2: Well, they made a movie of this real life story, and I don't remember the name of the movie, but um. So, a big time mm-hmm. for unaccompanied minors to fly is uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yes. And yeah. again, it's mostly kids who, are, who have parents in. A lot of times, it's family or. Famously I can't they allow states. kids
0: To fly unaccompanied well, I did that um, in it's, it's expen-
2: I mean like Now there's an additional charge And mm-hmm. all kinds of things But in the early 2000s There was a big snowstorm In Chicago mm-hmm. And there were a bunch Of unaccompanied minors Literally hundreds of them Who got stuck At the airport <laughs> And they had to It's I mean It's a disaster You have to house them Because if you're an adult And your flight gets cancelled The hotel sometimes will, uh, The airport will sometimes Cover your hotel Maybe give mm-hmm. you a food waiver Sometimes you have to spend The night in the airport Like it's not fun But when you're a child It's much more complicated Much more confusing And then the airline Is liable for your safety
0: Yeah exactly Right So
2: like I've listened to An NPR reporter Tell a story about Like she and her little sister were there, having like The airline had to take Hundreds of these kids To like one big room Kind of Mm -hmm. in the back Of the airport And figure out What to do with them Uh, But yeah I don't think I know I know now That like I think there's like a my my stepmom has kids and occasionally she'll send them to see their grandparents out of state. Mm-hmm. And more than once she has just like asked her younger brother or my brother or whatever to fly with my sisters because it the it's cheaper to buy another adult a ticket yeah. than to pay the surcharge that you have to pay an addition for your unaccompanied yep. minor. Oh, I didn't you fly know a
1: that. Lot? Um when, when I you was really? younger, um I used to do that with like my mom and grandmother because I used to live in California with my grandmother and then I flew out here to maryland and i did that once because Because your mom was here yeah so because during that time my stepdad used to be in the military so they would station him in different places in the u.s and the last place they stayed was maryland so um i flew by myself it was fine but my grandmother was a little bit freaked out um, this is when I was in junior high. I think they stopped doing it, but they never asked me if like I needed somebody to watch me because I look like an adult.
2: When I I started flying alone, when I was mm-hmm. uh, at fifteen, I think yeah. you can fly completely unaccompanied in, through the airport. Really? Um, For
1: me, it was like I was thirteen.
2: I, it's asked. like it's like thirteen, fourteen. It's like it's early high school, maybe late yeah. middle school. Um, and I started flying. Uh, the first time I flew unaccompanied, I was four or five, I think. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's it's a that has nothing to mm. do with Canada. No. Well, other yeah. than it, I flew to Canada. It yeah. does
0: say uh, like it doesn't say on here if the movie's missing. It, it looks like it's missing it entirely. Like they're just not releasing it there so because of, because collected. it's not going because it's not and going it, to get. Will it the, go
2: to an earlier release t- for streaming in nope,
0: Canada? It doesn't say that. It, all it says it's a, There's one paragraph here. It says, but the predicament. What if the
2: movie is actually secretly really anti-Canadian? <laughs> and Like and the, there, after this weekend, it'll uh, come out, and that's why the Canada Canadian Pompecast, government please it. That
0: would oh be amazing. It says, but the predicament cannot exactly be comforting. For Canadian moviegoers, especially when compounded by the news that this week, uh, that another pending Hollywood release, the Channing Tatum vehicle <coughs> *Dog*, uh, is also skipping the country's theaters. It's no longer being released by Canada distributor Eleventh Pictures. So it, it sounds like what they're saying is that they're just skipping. So it's not it. worth Rather with. than rather than release it later. They're just going to not release that. I I'm assuming that there's some type of logic to that. I can't imagine what it is. I mean,
2: is. I think it's just not worth the because it costs them to, to set keep up it in the release, theaters. right? Yeah. And if it's not going to make money, like we'll find out obvious. later
1: after this movie is released in the U. S. We'll find out later. And also, um, I wanted to bring it up uh, earlier. You asked what the lyrics was from Milan. Sorry, that was like stuck no, in my it. mind. Go for it. It's called "Mysterious as the Mysterious Dark Side." Mysterious, as yeah. The dark side of the
2: moon, yeah. I love that it. That's, why this, that's what this guy was mm-hmm. like inspired by. It's it's the Mulan. I don't... Yeah.
0: He the was secretly a, anti-Canadian movie that we're... That we, that, what if it is? That, what if you hear maybe, it first?
1: Maybe. It might be.
0: That's my conspiracy theory. It's, maybe it's they just buried. don't
1: like Hailey Berry.
2: No, I think it's that it's like it's just not worth the cost risk. Yeah. Like the investment yes. isn't there, but... If it does have anti-Canadian messaging, somebody We're give me be, a dollar because yes. I predicted
1: it. Brett will give you a dollar. I,
0: what? Why am I being forced to do all the? Because I don't carry
1: cash. We're going to talk about Halo.
0: We are going to talk yep. about the slow-motion disaster, uh, the very, very bad. What is going to be a slow-motion disaster that is Halo? I almost skipped this uh, when the fir- when this first bit of news came out. Uh, I I almost skipped it because I was just like eh. It says Halo showrunner to exit Paramount Plus series after season one, so they're not even sticking around. And there was another one who quit before it even started. That's never a good sign. Um, wh- Why are they making this a show again? I'm just because, bored. Because uh, because it's an existing property and they can milk it and try to just use the fan base for what it is. And, Interesting. And they never learn their lesson that you don't have built in critics you, or fans, you have built in critics. Uh, They will eventually learn their lesson one day. I don't know when that will be, but this article is from Variety and it says Halo showrunner to exit Paramount Plus series after season one. The showrunner of Halos, the series at Paramount Plus, will exit the show once work on season one is over, Variety has learned. Stephen Kane and Kyle Killen, cool last name, Killen, K-I-L-L-E-N. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Uh, were both attached as, co- as co-showrunners on the series at one time. According to sources, Killen departed the project ahead of the start of production as he felt he was unable to render full-time showrunner duties during the show's shoot in Budapest. Kane then took over as the lead showrunner. Production is currently ongoing on season one of the series... Uh, with Kane set to uh, remain on board through the post-production process, so the the other guy is going to stay for the till the end once they're filmed finished with the editing process. Should we get? Uh, should the show get picked up for a second season? However, he will not return. Kane has been in Budapest now for the past two years and wishes to return stateside for personal reasons. So th- does that mean they've been shooting the whole thing in Budapest? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a heavy budget. Uh, a second season pickup seems likely for the series given the high profile nature of the underlying IP and the high level of investment on Viacom CBS's part. Killin' was first announced as being attached to the show when it was originally ordered by Showtime in 2018. It's since then been moved from Showtime to Paramount+. Plus. So that's never good either when they have to start shopping it around to other networks to mm-hmm. get stuck in production hell. Uh, a live-action Halo uh, has been in the works for years based on the Juggernaut video game series of the same name. The series will follow an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Production has originally begun on the nine-episode first season in late 2019 before it was forced to shut down to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was announced that the show would move forward from Showtime to Paramount Plus in February of 2021. Uh, Pablo Schreiber will star as Master Chief Petty Officer John117, the iconic main character in the game and is a super soldier created as part of the Spartan 2 program. I can never pronounce uh, her last name. Uh, Natasha McKellen, McElhone, uh MC... E l h o n e McKellen. McKellen. Uh, she was um, the wife, undesignated survivor. Uh, <laughs> fantastic actress. Oh. Uh, I like Designated
2: Survivor. I yep. liked part of it.
0: Yep. Love Keith Sutherland. Uh, will play as Dr. Catherine Halsey, the creator of the Spartan Soldiers. Jen Taylor will prize her role from the games as Cortana. This is where a lot of people have a problem. First of all, Cortana is blue in the games. And also, you know, they're like, she looks like a soccer mom now because the yeah. uh, it was a voice actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I can't understand is that if... Uh Master Chief never takes his helmet off, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why did they get a regular <clears throat> actor to play that role and not get the voice actor?
1: I think they just don't want to pay him the money, the original voice actor. But
0: th- that's great because the, the original voice actor, what I find I found out it's uh um, I'm in fact, I'm going to look it up. Can you look up the, the uh, Halo, the series on IMDb? Uh, the original voice actor wasn't a voice actor. He was a radio DJ. His only acting credits other than his radio DJing that I found were as this character. So he did all the video games. From but that, like,
2: that means I think that transition from radio to voice acting is like an obvious But like he matching.
0: retired in 2015. Mm-hmm. So he's free. Uh, and he's voiced. He voiced a Halo character in the games as early, as late as 2018. So why not just get the guy who voiced the original, the original character, rather than get a, a regular actor mm-hmm. or another voice actor? So yeah, so um,
1: Steve Downs. S-
0: Downs, yeah, <laughs> Stephen Downs. So what's crazy about that is like. His, that character's voice because you never see his face his voice is iconic right mm-hmm. and people one of the all the first comments I saw were like why isn't it the original voice actor mm-hmm. uh, yeah it, such did they a, release a statement about it they, they no, no no statement because like
2: what if there's a a reason why he's I I'm mean sh- it seems like an obvious thing money. to clarify but money or like mm-hmm. I don't know what if he's got some issue that yep. he uh, prevents well he's him from a little recording. bit
1: older
0: now like he but he still voiced the character in 2018 yeah uh, 2018 was
1: like a while ago at this he point. He also though. voiced the character in 2021. They released a new game. It's called Halo Infinite. See, that's weird.
2: Or unless mm-hmm. his contract... I mean, I think you, you'd think that they'd be able to get him out of a contract, contract
1: specifically with the video game. But um, you're complaining about Cortana. Um, mm. She looks like that
0: in the game. Uh, everyone says that she looks like so- i I'm, I'm not saying... Yeah, not but she looks thing. weird. Everyone's like, she looks like a soccer mom and she's not blue. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the, the problem here is that you're... Uh, People complain about comic book fans not being—you ple- can't please them when they make these movies. Mm-hmm. Video game fans are going to be even harder to make happy. Yeah, uh, so th- they're on the downswing here. Like uh, the comments when I first saw when when the trailer first came out were kind of middling. Uh, some were like, "Ah, oh, looks interesting," but now that I'm seeing, they almo- they almost all skew. On the negative side and then mm-hmm. it comes out it says master chief to take this is another article it says master chief to take backseat to female cast in halo live-action 2022 so you're, you're, losing your, you're losing your audience very, mm-hmm. very quickly. It says Master Chief will reportedly only be a supporting character in the Halo live-action 2022. Maybe that's why the actor didn't want to come back because he didn't want to play the, like, why am I a, a guest character in my own show? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paramount Plus revealed the teaser trailer for the upcoming Halo live-action series, and it looks like the show is getting the Star Wars reboot makeover with a cast of powerful women, female protagonist, and villain. So what will Master Chief's role be?
1: Maybe may- that's why. It's going to be dumpster fire. Well, that's,
0: I'm, I'm saying all of this adds up to something that is not accurate to the game. Uh, they're saying that it doesn't; fa- it's in a different timeline, so it do- it's not even uh, canon with the video games. And all of this is before we've even seen episode one, and you've lost so much goodwill already with your core fan base. And the core fan base is who you need to... Uh, help you promote Mm. the show, right? Yeah, I know what you mean. um, So it says, you may have noticed that Master Chief has a small role in the Halo live-action teaser trailer, and that's because he's reportedly just a supporting character. Steven Spielberg's Halo live-action series looks awesome when it comes to visual effects. The team behind the highly-anticipated Paramount Plus original show did a phenomenal job. I do think the effects are... Above average for for a television show Mm -hmm. uh, that's not film, but if it's not film budget, but some fans are concerned that the writers got a bit too creative with the show. Master Chief does not appear to be the main protagonist in the Halo live action series, but instead a minority space or a minority space orphan named Quan Ah. Is that how you pronounce that miracle?
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I lost track because I was reading ahead.
0: Okay, played (laughs) by uh, Okay, played by Australia's very own up and coming talent uh, Yaren Ha. Kwan Ah is described as a shrewd, audacious 16-year-old from the Outer Colonies. She's a bit of a space scavenger and has an incredible power inside her, which she will slowly discover throughout the series. Ugh. Sound familiar? So, uh, sources close to the production reveal to us that Master Chiefs will serve as a supporting character and that Kwan Ah, the kick 16-year-old warrior girl, <laughs> will be the main protagonist in Steven Spielberg's Halo series. It's like you can see the, the producers when this was pitched. They're like, that's great, that's great. But can we make it a woman?
1: Yeah, but then if you keep on reading, it says not only the main protagonist is a 16-year-old Asian girl, but there's two of three Spartans that are described to be kick-ass female soldiers. Mm. Um, oh, my God. The games
0: are not like this from <laughs> yeah. what I understand. So it says uh, Kai... I was going to say,
2: time. I've watched a lot of hours of video of, of my brother playing Halo, and I don't <laughs> remember any of these people. Yeah, no. It's,
0: uh, and, that was, and it's like they... You would think with the money that these producers make that they would be able to see this coming from a mile away, but they—it was the same bait and switch that they did with Masters of the mm-hmm. Universe. Revelations were like, no, it's about He-Man, and then He-Man dies in like episode two, and it becomes about Tila the mm-hmm. whole the the whole time.
1: Yeah, but if you, I don't know. I just read a paragraph that made me a little bit upset with this. It okay. says the producers described to take it even. One more further, step, uh, one more step further. Oh my god, I didn't the even kick, see this part. The, the quote unquote kick in that so called patriarchy in the
0: okay. balls. Okay, here, and I'll say that it. Says, f- it's so
1: dumb. I'm done. It's, I'm done. This is going to be a dumpster fire.
0: She couldn't even say it, it made her so mad. Yeah. The producers decided to take it even one step further and, quote, kick the so called patriarchy in the balls. By having Maki, nope. a female antagonist, reportedly easily defeat Master Chief in a battle, it will be up to Quanah to save Master Chief's life and defeat Maki and save the world. I do want to point out that this could very well be rage bait. This article, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily buy that, but it, you know, the, when they when they list stuff like this, you have to be very careful that they're not writing this for clicks. Mm, uh, hold on, Maybe... Those,
1: Maybe I can search it up. Little
0: is known me? about the powerful new, the new, uh, the powerful new Halo live-action female antagonist villain known as Maki, apart uh, from the fact that she is played by Charlie Murphy from Peaky Blind peeker blinders i think they mean peaky blinders steven spielberg's halo live action series is set to premiere exclusively on paramount plus on march 24th i didn't know steven steven spielberg was behind it that's mm-hmm. that's interesting as well but it's like when uh, i i've seen a lot of like writers workshops where people talk about making their pitches to hollywood and they're like that's great but could you make it a woman because they're you know they're their data and their marketing firms are telling them that that's what sells right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that would be fine if it's new. If it's new stuff, there was a movie that came out with Jennifer Garner that was like a it was like a female version of Taken. It was called Peppermint, and everybody hated it. I had no problem with it because all I could think the whole time was like, thank God they didn't just take her and make him like take a, a regularly uh, a character normally played by a male and make it a female. Mm. At least make it its own cool spy movie. Yeah. about a female, a female yeah. revenge movie. I get what you mean. Just use new properties. You have so much more goodwill b- built up if you just use something that isn't... N- just make something new and don't take stuff that's already been established based around other characters, other writers, stories that have already been told and make it a vehicle for whatever your modern day uh, bean counters tell you is the most marketable uh, demographic to put on screen. Sure. So I, I, th- I feel like they think that they're being clever... But they're not being clever.
1: Nope. Just dump it in the dumpster fire now. Yep. I'm done. And
0: then, of course, what's going to happen is they're going to say uh, they're going to be mad. They're going to be like, it's not for you. Uh, you know, It's and then they'll be mad when they don't come out to watch it mm-hmm. and blame men for it, which I mean, will be funny. Well, uh,
1: what if this is all like, a satire? Because Steam did have this one weekend where you can pretty much get all the Halo games for free. Maybe they're doing another promotion. This is all a joke, and I'm just overreacting because that, they said woman.
0: That would be a very expensive. It says right. It says Halo is about female empowerment. No, like, I, I tried that's to. That's what I not, remember
2: it being about. Yes, <laughs>
0: I, that's well. Somebody's also like, why are there AK-47s and something that takes place in the 26th century? It's a, it's very clearly not faithful to the game. Like, yeah, that's the problem. The the more that these properties get pulled apart, the people that are making them just have no passion for the. For the source material, mm-hmm. right? The key now is to make your own stuff, make new stuff, because these people, they don't. Was that you that or Chris Carr when we were talking about? It, I said the uh, they don't hate you, they don't give a crap about you. Yeah, all they see this as is a vehicle for either their own agenda or a money making. opportunity I think it was yeah. both when you I, mentioned it too. I said, I said they don't care. They don't care. Mm-hmm. They do, the people who are making this don't care about Halo. If they're if they're a film producer, they don't have the time of day to play Halo. Mm-hmm. They're busy. Yeah, like like. Just move on and try to just uh, watch old gameplay because this is not going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad for them because I, I see them do mm-hmm. this to characters that I love mm-hmm. and it still bothers me to this day mm-hmm. when they do it. Imagine
1: yeah. like other series being destroyed.
0: It's going to happen. It's going mm-hmm. This stuff will keep happening uh, because they're too, uh, they're too cheap to want to market to uh, new demographics, mm-hmm. uh, market new products. They want to keep using the same old stuff. Yep. So uh, we will continue to follow this, though, because I have a yep. feeling this will be a fantastic slow motion uh, car wreck into it. Maybe it's a car wreck into an actual dumpster fire, uh, and that's what's going to happen. And March 24th is still a ways off, so there's probably going to be fantastic news. Nope. Still c- Miracle's not happy right now. Miracle's nope.
1: over it. Yep. I'm so over it now. Did you play Halo? Um, I had a friend who, um, so his Discord handle and every handle on any social media platform was Halo Reaper One Hundred and One, and he loves that series to death.
0: So what you're you're gonna have to be like his uh, shoulder to cry on when this comes out.
1: I asked him, "Are you excited about this? Like, did you he hear about this?" And he's like.
0: Did you just you a sad face emoji? No. I can't.
1: feel like if you play mm-hmm.
2: Halo, you don't need a movie of it. You, you know don't I mean? because it has like its it, own
1: storyline.
0: Yeah.
2: It doesn't really work in both directions. Like I understood like, mm-hmm. there was like a Harry Potter video game for a minute or like yeah. Star there's Wars video mobile games. Game now. Like there's a bunch of stuff that I understand when it goes from what a visual depiction to, the- to you want to be able to participate in the universe that they've created. Whereas mm-hmm. like you already got to participate in a storyline in, in the universe of Halo. Like yeah. watching it, doesn't really have the same effect
0: yeah it doesn't feel like it, it connects in the same way
2: yeah it's yeah. ever i think it's like because it's such an interesting universe or because the visuals are strong they're like it should be a movie but that doesn't like
0: i mean it has to and be. i'm
2: sure i i'm sure i'm not as familiar with this i mean i'm sure there have been video games that become movies that are well liked but i just feel like very few and far i feel like it's a very difficult leap and they're yeah. the reason it's having it's been in production for so long is because it's Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not desi- Like, there's no pressure to have it out because no one
1: really wants it. The first yeah. Tomb
0: Raider movie, it's still the still the only good video.
1: Well, if you scroll down, um, I forgot which one it says. Oh, um, Vanity. dot If you scroll down, there's a list of what video game. Movies are coming out. Oh, you okay. forgot to mention it
0: in that same in that first article,
1: yeah. The first article, so uh, Vanity. Oh, yeah. so there's a whole list of like what video game movies are coming
0: Castlevania, out. Castlevania. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that uh,
1: one's been yeah, out on Netflix. Yeah. I heard a lot of good reviews about it, um, oh, but these
0: are uh, live action it's Halo, The Last of mm-hmm. Us, uh, Resident Evil, Assassin's oh. Creed. Um, those uh,
1: animated, it's always going to be good, in my opinion,
0: Fallout. Oh, I forget. The Fallout one's probably looked okay. Mm Skull and Bone. So there's there's some good ones. Twisted Metal. I have no idea how they're going to pull that one off. That'll be funny.
1: What is Twisted um, uh, Metal about? It was
0: an old PlayStation. I can't even... It's... It's not something that lends itself to being described. Mm-hmm. It's, it was an old PlayStation game back in the day. Yeah. I was a Nintendo guy. Nice. So, yes, let's talk. M- Miracle, this is your topic here. We're going to yeah, talk. Uh, we're so, we're still going on Podluck. B- we're, w- What?
1: We're still on the bandwagon of things being ruined.
0: Yes. Uh, so, we're going to go Podluck, and Miracle's going to tell us about uh, this story from Anime News Network. Mm-hmm. Live action One Piece series begins filming from Netflix. And the first thing that should worry you about that is it's Netflix. Yep. So, go ahead.
1: So, um, Netflix live action one Piece series begins filming. So, yay, you guys, they're filming it.
0: That's sarcasm if you can't tell.
1: Yeah, I'm just too giddy when I do sarcasm. But Netflix, Netflix geeked Twitter, that's very redundant.
0: Netflix's Netflix Geeks Twitter account. That's very
1: <laughs> redundant. Yes, it is. It, to me, uh, account confirms on Tuesday that production finally begun. For Hollywood's live action series And I'm not going to pronounce his full name Because I can't do like too many vowels at the same time Ichiro? Yeah, it's Ichiro Oda's um, One Piece manga The post also shows two photos of the cast During filming of the uh, day of filming I can't read right now Because I'm so frustrated by that um, Halo series article That I'm just messed up now Do you want me to do it? Um, If you would
0: Okay So it says Steve Maeda Mm -hmm. One of the executive producers For the series Hinted through some of his posts On Twitter Mm -hmm. On Sunday That filming for the series Has begun His first post Shows a straw hat keychain With the text The day of the beginning While the second post Shows a photo Of an executive producer chair very, very cryptic mm-hmm. uh, The cast members include And then it lists them right here I like
1: Okay, I like the details that they have Because um, if you actually are a One Piece fan They do have t-shirts and posters That do that for each characters Okay. Because they are pirates okay. So they're outlaws Okay. But I don't know I'm not really excited for this Because again, we already saw the dumpster fire Why does that
0: guy at the end look like weirdo Eminem? Hold oh, track. yeah,
1: you, you saw that, too. I yeah. was like, he looks like Eminem. He like, uh,
0: So it says Netflix mm-hmm. will exclusively stream a lo- the live-action series. The first season will have 10 episodes. Oda will serve as the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow Studios, a partnership between uh, Marty Adelstein from Prison Break and Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. Prison Break is a big score. Yep. And ITV is producing the live-action series. Matt Owens from Luke Cage and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the show's writer. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had some fantastic writing. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Maeda and Becky Clements are executive producers. Adelstein stated in a video message uh, uh, shown at the Jump Festa 2017 that the live-action Hollywood television series adaptation of the manga will start with the East Blue Arc and will broaden from here. Adelstein also stated that the series promises to create a true One Piece after he discussed the project with Oda personally. So is Oda the writer of the... Okay, that's... I mean, that's cause for at least some positivity that the original creators so mm-hmm. heavily involved. Yeah, but... It's still coming from Netflix, which mm-hmm. means it probably won't be all that great, but I'm trying to be well, positive. Well, it's the same
1: thing, like, how Avatar, like, when they're planning to do a Netflix live-action uh, live yeah. series, like, the creator's basically dropped out. Okay. So that's not a good sign. I hope he stays, but if he drops out, like, how... Um, the avatar creators did then yeah. that's a bad sign but one of the guys if you scroll up mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a rapper
0: <laughs> which one that one uh then, there? yeah no. he kind of
1: looks like a rapper and also a guy that used to be a customer in my convenience store
0: i just it's not a name that i recommend uh, i've heard before mm-hmm. so I, I don't know him i uh, netflix has a, a habit of like they pick a lot of young actors that you've never heard of mm-hmm. uh well
1: then, i i like it that they're starting like people's careers but i'm not excited for this because netflix it they have the same streak as like cw or for different reasons yeah it kind of starts off good but then it goes downhill from there
0: what uh so if they were to do this right what would they have to do
1: well um i don't know because like you're introducing it to people that never seen the series.
0: Well that's your your mm-hmm. goal is as much as you want to get the audience from that, that but you read also the manga. You have to appeal mm-hmm. to people who don't read. That's mm-hmm. why adaptation is such a freaking hard medium to per, you know to to perfect mm-hmm. is that uh, you have to both Please the people that know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. while not losing the people who are coming in cold, yeah, without any knowledge of it. Yeah, whatsoever. for sure. Not for an me. Easy task.
1: I try to watch the original series from episode one. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. So for me, it, you gotta change it a little bit for a person who never watched the series. You had what to, way? It, it was annoying, and I'm picky about art style. I'm
0: saying, but how do they have to change it then?
1: Um. So how the first episode started? It starts with a an annoying ass kid talking to the main character Luffy. And, like, he saying, oh, I want to be a Marine. So a Marine in their universe is, like, a police officer. Okay. And, like, the, he's like, I want to be a Marine. Then Luffy's like, I want to be a pirate. I'm going to be king of all pirates. And then slowly they become, like, close friends. But he's, like, super annoying. I could do without it. I know some people are going to say, like, no, you need him for plot. But I could do without it. So you think they don't need that character? You don't need that character because it's going Turn off a lot of viewers from this series, how so? um because you have to hire somebody who's very energetic and um I know that it's like kind of against like how other people um say, but very patriotic
0: oh interesting yeah. interesting i like Elliot. Like I almost feel bad for mm-hmm. the, when, when these things happen around properties that mm-hmm. I don't have any like emotional attachment to. I almost like I, I feel like sympathetic pain for them, yeah. knowing that they're going to end up <coughs> being very excited and then mm-hmm. almost in, invariably very let down. It's kind
1: of mm. like how Pirates of the Caribbean is. That's the best way to describe it. That's interesting. Kind of interesting. See, that's yeah. a good hook right yeah. there. It's basically um, if they got rid of the little kid and they made it exactly how the first Pirates of the Caribbean is, yeah. I think they can hook a lot of people. Okay.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye out mm-hmm. for it. I, I'm guessing it'll take about a year if they're just starting filming. Yeah. It'll be about a year before it comes out. Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Oh, yay! Our favorite Goop CEO. Mm. Uh,
0: I couldn't read this article and not include it. I, so if it
1: ridiculous. didn't have a
0: celebrity headline, I wouldn't have done it, but...
2: Why? <coughs> I think I would have even have done
1: like, it. <coughs>
0: Are you, re- are you ready? <clears throat> no. Gwyneth Paltrow tastes her vagina candle for a new Super Bowl commercial.
1: Oh, so it smells like fish? No, she tastes it. So she must eat the wax?
0: <laughs> Does it taste like her vagina too? If This is the article, not me. Uh, Goop creator Gwyneth Paltrow took a nibble out of her vagina-scented candle from an Uber Eats ad that will premiere on February 13th during the Super Bowl. Uh, The advertisement is an attempt to show show consumers Uber Eats delivers more than just, well, good eats. Mm -hmm. That seems like a low-key diss right there.
2: Well, it's... I don't think it's a diss. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, well, if you... cringy. I hate it all so much. As
0: Peltro learns the hard way, the delivery service also provides an array of household and personal items. Yeah. In the teaser, the 49-year-old Oscar-winning actress handles goops. This... This... uh, I... Kid, you not quote. This smells like my vagina candle.
2: They're known for their kind of outlandish. Uh, like, uh, have you ever been to her website? I it's have. Uh, can't stay there long. I mean, this is the <laughs> woman who was like, buy these hundred dollar eggs to put in your vagina. Like, well, she you know. said it's
1: because it helps your uh, chakras, and then like, feel, she she's kind of going along the lines because like I see where she's coming from because like they do sell those kind of things, but it's for Kegels.
2: Yeah. I know. I mean, like,
1: it's not that the product doesn't have a market. It's just that, like, why she
2: decided that she's, like, the granola mom who's also, like, cool and you can talk to her about your vagina. I don't know.
1: It's so weird. Rich
0: person's granola mom. That's even even worse. It's even more of a poser. That's
2: all of, like, true granola hippie moms are not like what you say what you mean when you say granola mom like, yeah. yeah granola moms are yuppie moms who like shop at whole, whole, whole foods and i'm not saying that's bad it's you just know, that like it's,
0: it's like the mm-hmm. disney it's like disney it's like wine aunts at disney world uh yeah they're, they're not actually like it's like a weird subtype of a person now where it's like yeah, they don't look like aunts at all they're just influencers mm-hmm. yeah it's it's awful it's
1: kind of weird because like if you go on goop you can buy these stickers that she claim made um they're made from the same material that astronauts uh, spacesuits are
0: so you go to goop a lot you go to the no i lot? watch
1: um john tron review all her products that's funny and i was like oh no
0: okay so this is, is scary the candle tastes funny she says <laughs> chewing and making a face that conveys her confusion not bad but funny paltrow isn't the only star savoring the abnormal snacks trevor noah and jennifer coolidge joined in on the buffet Ugh.
1: What do they eat? The candle? Well, uh, um, no. So Jennifer Coolidge, that's the girl that I said we should cast her as Shira. She ate lipstick. Yep. And so then Trevor Nora, uh, Noah, he ate deodorant.
0: It says, ooh, it tastes like, yeah, it says it's in this so clip
1: stupid. of. It's so stupid. But the
2: teenagers eating Tide Pods they missed out on? Yes. Like, yeah. It's so stupid.
0: Uh, so I, I just, th- what do you think of a, so, so what is your opinion of, I, I had literally, and I knew what goop was. As like a brand, mm-hmm. but it never. Is this something women are into? Nope. I'm a, I I, I so defer to the women.
2: There's like a whole collection of actresses or like celebrities. I'm gonna say actresses, but I'm sure models are in there too who own like lifestyle brands. So like, Courtney mm-hmm. Kardashian has Push. Um, yeah, Goop is one of them. Like, uh, Blake Lively launched a similar one mm-hmm. at one point, but it's since closed. Yeah. Um, and. I think that there are, like... It's like a transition to being a lifestyle influencer when you already have fame. And, like, here's my collection of things that you need. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of, like, the most known for, like, how ridiculous her products are or sort of how bizarre.
0: I will give her props for taking a very unique approach to marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. My, um... Okay, so, like, she... I think this commercial is stupid. It is. Yes. Um, and I think that, like... Granted, Super
0: Bowl commercials are supposed to be outlandish, so...
2: I mean, outlandish is different than stupid. <laughs> stupid is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, like, you know, I don't care for her products, but I'm sure there are some women who are interested in it, and I'm, you know, free market, have a good time. What is
0: her target demographic? Like, m- Wealthy women her age?
2: women who yeah, want to be young. It's women her age. also, like... I don't know. Sometimes, like, with these things... So, did you ever see the, like, meme that was, like, um, uh, boob art is... The floral print of Brooklyn, Brooklyn hipsters, like no. it's just like I have to find it. I'm misquoting it, but it's just like it's. They're trying to be like, oh, I'm 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 showing the feminine body and like a funny art thing, like you know, it'll be like the outlines of like breasts or whatever. Yeah. God, this reminds me. And it's just like it's not interesting. It's not that creative, and also like it's the way you know how Amy Schumer gets critiqued all the time for like she, she wasn't jokes. funny. She wasn't well. Like it's not that she's funny. She just mm-hmm. says things that people are like, what is she ta- saying? And mm-hmm. talks about her vagina all the time. Like I. I feel like this is the high clash cashmere sweater version of this
0: ah like, that's a good that's a, that's a good a description comparison. that's
2: what it mm-hmm. is and like you know the reason she's getting the spot for the uber eats is because like it tastes like my vagina like it's semi-sexual it's semi but it's also not violating any standards mm-hmm. like you know i think this is a bad pairing i think this commercial is dumb and i think mm-hmm. that this like but i am personally not Really interested in seeing celebrities do like stupid things like eat deodorants. Yeah. I stand by like you really want to say it. You should have had a teenager ordering Tide Pods. Like I mm-hmm. would have laughed at that. Obviously dangerous. Don't eat Tide Pods. But mm-hmm. like, there this is like a weak parody of
1: something that could be funny with famous people in it. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's always watered down once mm-hmm. it gets to that level.
1: I don't know. It, it's just weird. This reminds me so much of my art classes in college. Really? Yeah, because we learn about this one California artist where she paints flowers that look like vaginas. I forgot what her name is The Simpson George O'Keefe Yes Thank you I've been to
2: her exhibit At the Brooklyn Art Museum mm-hmm. It's really? just, like there's like a Dinner table with like Plates that are all Actually vaginas um, Yeah Because like but they're she, like artsy she,
0: Please tell me she's not One of those people that does She's like, a lesbian blood art
1: No I'm sure not there are yet, tons not of them, but like <clears throat> not that level yet. But she was expressing her sexuality, oh, yeah. and then it also reminds me of my friend Belinda. Ah, uh, bless her heart, I love her, but she had this painting where she got her boob covered with paint and then smattered it onto the like. Sorry, it on the canvas. Yep, on, and she's like, "I call it my pokeball because it looks like a pokeball," and she was like, "Also, um, fii, this is my boob," and I'm like
0: very clever.
1: I'm like I'm out. And it reminds me of so many like girls who like join art classes for the first time and they want to do their hum- like their bodies. Like this one girl, I um I like this girl like she was nice and all and I got to see like her baby like after she gave birth to it, but she like basically plastered her body with her like pregnant belly that, and she's been doing that
2: for a long time. Yeah,
1: it's nice but like it's like a new trend i noticed like a lot of women want to show off their bodies and like show off like the like the human parts yeah i just uh, but for me like i was kind of in that phase but i did male genitalia instead (laughs) because i was like let's be politically funny about this i don't think there's anything
2: wrong with like wanting to make art that includes like the human form and i actually Mm -hmm. think that there's like a lot of good to be said about like normalizing like physiological yeah like anatomy uh but in this case like i just think it's sort of this weird cheap shot of like Mm -hmm. oh, i'm trying to be risque because it smells like your vagina (coughs) so it goes this product goes viral but also like it's probably really expensive feels like viral marketing yeah Yeah. i mean it is that's what it is and like now mm -hmm. assisted by uber and like uber's doing it because like you can't openly make a sexual reference on TV anymore. On, during this commercial mm-hmm. so they're gonna find a workaround or like mm-hmm. it, she, no she's not eating a vagina she's eating candle yeah well okay, also cool. like the other two like it's celeb- just it's dumb to me
1: yeah like the other two celebrities like Jennifer Coolidge she said ooh it tastes like purple when she eats the lipstick and then it um, sounds like
0: something a writer thought they were very clever no, uh, but like, uh, and also she's
2: known for playing kind of like stupid Stupid women, you know. Yeah, but right. Okay. Jennifer Coolidge is like.
3: It smells from, like
2: burning. Right. <laughs> well, but also like there are there are YouTubers who have made like Sophia Nygaard, if you know who that is, made this cake <laughs> yeah. with. Um, remember the brand i'm just gonna talk through this (laughs) yeah um it's an edible lipstick and i can't remember the brand bite lipstick is all natural so it's all so you can eat it it's not made with any chemicals so she like cut up a bunch put it into a cake one time like there there could have been more interesting things that you could do like the hybrid of like is this a snack or is this like yeah but they just like chose to be dumb
1: they're promoting that they deliver groceries like normal groceries that are non-food items that's yeah, but like trying you to could have
2: done that in a lot of ways. That mm-hmm. w- again, if you like this commercial, that's fine. I just think it's stupid. No, I mean It's just, it's just mm-hmm. to like make you think about Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow eating a
1: vagina. Yeah, I will like will it.
0: that uh, shamelessly. I picked this topic because I I saw the. I, did you send me this one? No, but I found. Fa- okay. <laughs> I somehow found this one and shamelessly picked it because the headline got me. Uh, I admit to falling prey That's to, fine. to like, clickbait. That's uh, I was like, these two will have a fun. I literally saved this one because I knew you would. Uh, I like. It was like I could wait and do this one on Sunday because you this could hear be- my. Eye rolls I could from literally, literally miles hear your. Eye rolls. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to talk Nirvana real quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we talked a while back about <clears throat> so the the album Nevermind. It's a very famous album from Nirvana. It's got the baby in the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Right. You know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I'm Amish, but I,
2: I got that one.
0: I'm, okay. <laughs> uh, it says so basically um, the young man
2: who's been in ongoing litigation. Yes. Because he doesn't want. A picture of him naked as a child. Even
0: though he came back and did anniversary covers of the album mm-hmm. on the tenth, then 15th. he changed his
2: mind. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: it is a woman's right. To ch- oh wait, it's a guy. It's a guy's right to change it, prerogative to change his mind. Mm-hmm. So it says uh, update November uh, February first. As the repor- judge
2: ruled against him at one yes. point, right?
0: Yes, as reported by Spin, Nirvana has filed a second motion to dismiss Spencer Eldon's lawsuit. It documents obtained in documents obtained by the publication. Nirvana's attorney says, "quote This." case must end. The band also asked the court for an order dismissing this action with prejudice and on the grounds that it is barred by the statute of limitations. There will be a hearing on February 24th uh, in Los Angeles. Spencer Eldon, the man who appeared on the album art for Nirvana's Nevermind as a baby, has refiled his lawsuit against the band alleging that the photograph constitutes as child pornography. As previously reported on January 4th, a judge dismissed Eldon's initial lawsuit after Eldon missed the deadline to file an opposition to Nirvana's lawsuit request. Or is their lawyer's request, mm-hmm. excuse me. Nirvana's estate asked for the suit to be dropped due to the statute of limitations expiring in 2011 and Eldon's prior history of profiting off and proudly touting his uh, being the Nirvana baby. Mm-hmm. Eldon previously participated in numerous photo shoots to celebrate the album's anniversaries over the years. Eldon was given a January 13th deadline to adjust the suit, and according to the court documents seized by the AV Club, Uh, He refiled the suit on January 12th. In the suit, Eldon's attorney, Robert Lewis, alleges that the defendants knowingly possessed, transported, reproduced, advertised, promoted, presented, distributed, provided, and or obtained child pornography, Mm -hmm. depicting Spencer, who had not attained the age of 18 years old when this image was printed on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album. It's crazy how different the world is now from then.
2: Has he ever said why he changed his mind like why he participated in things and why he then decided it was he wanted it reclassified as child porn
0: i i I don't think any of the ones that i read had anything to do with an interview it was just i'd be
2: curious to hear about it i mean like it sounds weird i don't know he's still pretty young from what i know Mm -hmm. um but like Maybe it did feel cool And then when you got older And had your own kids You were like Oh wait I wouldn't want this image Of my kids out there Mm -hmm.
0: This part I thought Was really interesting This is what made me Want to cover it It says Additionally Lewis also cites Kurt, Kurt Cobain's Journal entries As quote Proof That the band Has pedophilic intentions With the album art Using the following entry As one of the examples I have, this is his entry from here. It says, Kurt Cobain's entry. Yes. It says, I haven't masturbated in months because I've lost my imagination. I close my eyes. I see my father, little girls, German shepherds, and TV news commentators, but no voluptuous, pouty-lipped, naked female sex kittens wincing in ecstasy from the illusionary positions I've conjured in my mind. No, when I close my eyes, I see lizards and flipper babies, the ones who were born deformed because their mothers took bad birth control pills. I'm seriously afraid to touch myself.
3: What?
1: That doesn't seem pedophilic to me. No, it does. It It sounds like somebody's just
0: really messed up.
1: It just sounds like he's very pent up and he needs to write it somewhere. Yeah. And And like... The one
0: comment says right there, it says, uh, that journal entry is really hard to fit into that narrative.
1: Mm -hmm. Or no,
0: there's -hmm. a a bunch of replies here. It
1: It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, it says, it pretty clearly seems to be suggesting the exact opposite of what they claim it does. Uh, so yeah, it says, yeah, you were trying to call someone a pedophile. You might not want to use an example of him specifically saying he finds the very thought of children to be a boner killer.
2: Yeah, it's it's a weird claim. Again, uh, I would be curious to hear, and I don't know, I'd have to I, I'm I have to look yeah. it up for myself, but like why he went from profiting off this image or why he went to participating in it uh, to what sort of changed his motivation. Mm-hmm. I think that ultimately, like there are probably things that you could come to a conclusion about as an adult, like... You know, a lot of people feel like, oh, this was something my family did and it was normal. But mm-hmm. as an adult, I have reevaluated it and I don't want to do it. And it's yeah. not necessarily as serious as like, you know, abuse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. just like you, you change your perspective or you develop differently.
1: Or maybe he's dating a girl and she's like, oh my God, you're charged." Th- charge of- you're in you're Like involved, like, Right
2: Or like yeah. I said Maybe he had his own kids And was like Oh I would actually never Want see Cause he like He's a baby in this Like yep. it means his parents Took him to whatever This photo shoot was Like it's important To recognize that like You know It maybe he's just trying to grift like now they're not reproducing it's very
0: easy to make it like that was my initial sense like it's very clearly a grift he very clearly sees a, a financial benefit in mm-hmm. this i would like to think that i could uh, take a deeper more nuanced perspective on it and that maybe there's more than one I reason think until you it.
2: hear about his explanation and i'm yeah. sure you could read it in the court documents i just haven't like yeah. why he has now come to the conclusion that he wants yeah. the, like wants this change like that would tell yeah. you um And again, like...
0: The easy video, the easy topic to cover is to say it's a grift, but it's a lot harder to take the more nuanced and detailed approach, Mm -hmm. which is to say that maybe there's a lot of reasons somebody wouldn't want this out there Mm -hmm. now, even if they did celebrate it. 10, 15. Well,
2: well, and if you're 15 mm-hmm. and you think it's cool that you're on yeah. like a maybe you don't have the he understanding to say why it would be damaging, but mm-hmm. maybe it's just a grift now that Nirvana is declining. He's like, Well, I used to
1: get a payout from this album, and mm-hmm. now I, d-, you know, who yeah. knows what it is. Yeah, if you search up what he's doing now, so he does not have kids, but he is engaged, but they said if you go onto his Facebook page, he's verified as an artist.
3: Oh. So,
1: and. With some of his work retailing over $100. So I think he's just trying to get his name out there again. Mm. Because some artists will do that. Any bad press is good press. That's what uh, Kim Kardashian used to say. We're like, who is this guy? And then you Mm -hmm. Google it and then you
2: find his art page. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. That was a – it would be – well, I'm probably going to – we might not uh, do that again uh, later on, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I might not cover the story again, but it it will be interesting to see, like, what comes of that that story. Because maybe he'll give an interview that explains it, and Mm -hmm. it'll blow my mind. And actually, he had good reason for it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, and
2: it reminds me – we can finish (coughs) after this, but – Vampire Weekend uh, Yeah Contra They have that model mm-hmm. She's in like a yellow polo Maybe, I don't know, Whichever one of their albums And they They similarly had a lawsuit Where she was like I didn't give you rights To my photo And if I'm remembering The story correctly Which I am not It was that They had somehow Gotten a hold of these negatives That the photo was on oh, So they wow. literally Owned the photo yeah. And then they used that image Whereas mm-hmm. like She didn't sh- It wasn't a photo shoot For the album yeah.
0: Yeah. Are you
1: talking about this one? Yeah Okay Yeah
0: so it's kind I don't of interesting. know. I don't know. It's uh that's a, like I said, I one thing that I want to do with this is I don't want um I don't want this channel to be or these videos to be about uh rage or mm-hmm. just the easy I want to look at things more, you know, like at least question like I said, I saw a bunch of videos made about the very first one about this and that it was about a grift and that he's just trying to make money. And it's mm-hmm. very yeah, understood. That could absolutely be what it is. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to at least ask questions and wonder if maybe there's more to ev- all of this stuff. Yeah, than and just, I,
2: I would assume that like part of the intention with the show is to monitor the his culture is shifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like even if this is a grift does it still matter? Like, should we Mm -hmm. still not have this kind of imagery? Yep. Especially since he's not old enough to consent to that image.
0: When I think of it now, Um, I'm like, I, I do like, I'm like, I can't believe that that was ever a thing. That that was allowed to be a thing. But is it, I mean like,
2: I I know the image. I'm not sure how much of him is like. I can remember he's like in a pool and stuff. Like in
0: the in subsequent years, that the photo has been edited. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. So if it's been edited since, like, that's interesting because there obviously was a point where they're like, oh,
0: maybe we, we shouldn't do. this We maybe
2: shouldn't do this. But think of like babies in diaper commercials yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. Like there is a question of like where do we draw the line yeah. on like what age and when something's uh, appropriate. And again, like he at that age is dependent on someone else consenting yep. to the image mm-hmm. being. So, like, even if it is a grift now, it opens up an interesting question on what we permit as a society. And I feel like that's, again, what the real conversation is here, you know, whether or not he has
0: yep, honorable intentions in exactly. this lawsuit. There's always more questions to ask. Mm-hmm. So, Miracle, yes. would, you, was that you, would you ever pose for a photo like that when you were very young?
1: No, but I could have been a child actor. That's
0: I forgot about that. You yeah. were, your your mom wouldn't let you? My someday? grandma. Your grandma wouldn't let you?
1: Yeah. Um, I got scouted at Walmart. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's adorable. And she gave uh, my grandmother a business card. I don't know if my grandmother still has it, but she was like, give us a call. I think your granddaughter will be a big star one day.
0: Who would have known that mm-hmm. you would one day be the star of Cass Castle?
1: Yeah. Ah, th- that one. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, we... We do get money for that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you guys. Yeah. Again, Hannah Claire. Thank you.
2: Thanks for having me. It's like mm-hmm. always fun to be here. Uh,
0: yeah. she is our favorite Tuesday. Uh, she's my favorite Tuesday and Thursday guest host mm, of all time. You're such a
2: like a dad. Like I don't have any favorite children. My but dad will my say f- I'm his favorite eldest daughter. There you but go. But I am the only eldest daughter, yep. to be fair. I'm, yeah,
0: I'm the favorite youngest son. So funny. Exactly. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you?
2: You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaireb. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb, and you can find me on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. And you can read all of our amazing work amazing Mm -hmm. maybe be up to your opinion thank you i think it's good she
0: she, and it's it's important to love your work
1: yep i yeah i I have a fun job miracle hi i do not have social media because it rots your brain
0: she is 110 percent right about that which is why Mm -hmm. you can follow me On Instagram, at Brett Dasovic. And if you want to follow the show, first go to our YouTube page. First, subscribe to the channel. That's first and foremost, the most important thing you can do. Like the videos, leave comments on the videos. And after you've done that, click into the description part of the video and go to the Spotify link, which has the full unabridged version of every podcast episode. Mm -hmm. From there, you can either watch it also on pandora on yes. amazon music and on apple podcasts and then after you've done all that you can go over to social media because you just can't get enough of everything we're doing and you can follow us on twitter at popculture underscore show and then make our monday co-host dane very 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 happy mm-hmm. by following us on facebook and on tiktok at pop culture crisis and we will be back with another episode next week bye guys
3: bye